music they used to, to you know, summon demons. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Jay Pepe's. You know I'm in the room, chilling, kicking like I usually do, drinking, and somebody shot right through my back window, hit me in the chest, and I'm like, There's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. If you smell what the rock is cooking. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. What are you eating, Easy Mac? The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. That gonna make you slap somebody. Oh, he finished. Oh, yeah. He finna light off on it, bro. Like, really? Um, I'm sorry, but they better check themselves before they wreck themselves. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. On Rock 106.9, joined Friday mornings, every weekday morning, by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Which, by the way, buddy, yeah. just let me say officially, yeah. congratulations to you. Okay. Off the air, Fantone has been going through some things at home that will put people through sh- some stress. And it's not really something he can totally go into uh, you know, uh, on the radio, so we haven't really gotten into it. But it has seen its resolution. Things are moving forward. And the tide has been lifted for you a little bit. And, dude, I can tell, like, there's a definitely, there's a difference in your demeanor this morning. I, uh, dude, I'm very happy for you. Things are finally going Team Fantone's way. I like so it. it uh, I like know, it. it uh, it. It's good times here. I'm not going to lie. I like it. So, uh, you know, congratulations to you Thank and, you. Uh, and all you. that. I know that is a, it is a great weight lifted off your shoulders. Okay. Good news today. Okay. As we uh, we are getting ho- uh, people hooked up with $1,000, 8 and 9 o'clock this morning. This is the final day for Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. This is it. One day, we're done. We do it. Fishhead does it. Kramer does it. I think maybe Nikki Six, and yeah, then you're done. There. Nikki Six does it, too? He gets nice. in there one time. Right. Okay, there you go. So one more day, and then we're done. But WWE fans? Yeah. yeah. See, here it is. This is going to be a very Fantone-heavy uh, program today. <laughs> I'm telling you that early, so if you're in the middle of it, you're like, Jesus, this is more Fantone than I wanted. Like, you were warned, right? You're like, So if you want to go, go. No, but at 9.30, Fantone's got WWE trivia, because he's holding on to a pair of front-row tickets for you to the WWE at the Canton Civic Center January the 22nd. And uh, I, I believe, uh, well, the questions are currently secured in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Indeed they are. <laughs> they, dude, they, you got to climb the ladder. They're, they're, they're in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Look at me knowing one thing currently going on in the wrestling world. Um, these are going to be challenging questions. you got to get three <clears throat> out of five of them correct. Um, yeah. There'll be uh, you know, some modern ones, some older ones. You know, There's Attitude Era stuff. There's, you know, I tried to... I tried okay, to, now I, I hear you use that term a lot when discussing wrestling, and I don't know why I'm going into depth. I don't really care, but what, <laughs> what, is, what is the... At, like, uh, give me the parameters of the Attitude Era. Attitude Era was really when wrestling was on top of the world. You know, there's the golden era. Heartbreak Kid. Uh, 
uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, DX. That's before. That's after the Heartbreak Kid. That's when Shawn okay. Michaels is in DX. I mean, that's when that's when everybody was drinking Steve Weisers and wearing. A, is that you know, the suck it face? Exactly. Okay, all exactly. Right. So I'm going to say that was probably uh, mid '90s into the early 2000s when just WWE was just on top of the world. Okay. And uh, it was called the Attitude Era. After that was the uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era because they Jeez. went because they went real bloody and stuff. Um, this Notice mo- nobody asked you about that. This, this modern era that they're in right now, I don't even know if they've really named it yet, but you know, things just kind of, there's always a uh, ebb and flow of WWE where they'll go family friendly for a while to get kids involved. And you know, that's kind of where and once they, they have you hooked. Right. Here's, they, the, here's Joe Camel with the cigarette. As you, and as you and cooler, now that you're smoking. As you get cooler, as you get older, as you get more, you know, into things. And that's kind of what they did over the past couple of years as they were a little, you know, more family okay. skewed. Right now, they're kind of ramping things back up into, you know... Suck it, family! <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess. I mean, I guess. Vince McMahon Although, knows what I, he's doing. you know what I mean? People tell me all the time, yeah, I listen to you with the kids in the car every day. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, all right. I don't know if I would necessarily make that call. Vince McMahon knows what he's doing, dude. He, he I, no, here's the thing I like to bag on the wrestling. I don't understand it. It's not necessarily for me to consume, but I can't argue with the success of it. Vince McMahon has been a visionary. The NFL still using camera a- angles that the XFL brought you. And, uh, uh, I mean, dude, the, the, well, the network, I mean, you're going to see more and more. I mean, UFC has a network just like that now. Um, WWE also this past year set an outdoor attendance record at WrestleMania 32. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not telling you to take notes for the trivia questions later, but you might want to know a thing or two about WrestleMania 32 if you want to win those front row WWE tickets. Oh, a little preview. A little foreshadowing, a little Seacrest right there. A little preview there. Might want to check the Wikipedia page or something. Oh, brush up on the knowledge. man, dude. This just, may be on the final. That's not a preview. That's, a, that's the yellow brick right. <laughs> To, to WWE front row tickets. No, I mean, like I said, there's I, I've done multiple. You know, whether you're an old school fan or you've, you you watch recently, you need to be a fan to win these. The last thing I, I want, like that. Last thing I want is some idiot just to call up here and be like, "What right. am I winning?" Did I, all right, sure, I want them. Not that you know, all tickets are great, but like if, mm. you know what I mean. If we got like tickets in the middle of the rafters or whatever, like if you call and you just want to call and you win, I, I can live with that. But when you take front row tickets to anything, I want it to be somebody who's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I." get to sit here for this. Special I do experience. want that. Yeah, special yeah, experience. That's it. That's all. So 930, we'll do that. We'll take calls at 1-800-243-7625 for that. We also have Pop Evil tickets. We huh. have a four-pack of uh, tickets for the Canton Charge game. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, you'll have to come here to the radio station and grab those uh, before the game. But uh, if you're able to do that, it'll be a hell of a night, dollar dog night out there uh-huh. at the Canton Civic Center. And you're also getting like a uh, Cavs champion, uh, you know, championship banner. One of those right. is in the building already. I don't know if you saw it on uh, somebody else's door. Well, I'll point it out to you during one of the commercial breaks. No, wait a minute. I, no, I don't wait know a minute. how he got it. I don't know. No, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that a Cavs championship banner comes into this building through because of the Canton charge, and that's not a now I'm not even, not even me. That should be a you thing. It probably should, but that should be a you thing. I will. Uh, I'll steal it off that guy's door, dude. I don't. Dude, care. What is happening? I'm fighting for Fantone pretty hard this morning. <laughs> Let's right? talk about wrestling, Fantone. Yes, let's do it. All right. Now I, uh, you know me. I don't do anything without having like a trick up my sleeve on it. We've taken a piece of hate mail from a guy who has written hate mail before, but he's teeing off on you this time. He's really got a problem with you. 
And uh, and <laughs> I think about eleven thousand guys in their car just went, yeah, yeah, you did damn right, I do. It's about time. But uh, but I'm 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 gonna let you address a piece of uh, personalized Fantone hate mail next on the Sansbury Show. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old Foundry Building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high performance indoor electric go karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always in aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at HighVoltageKarting.com. That's HighVoltageKarting with a K.com. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I have uh, some unfortunate news to pass along to you. I uh, read about this first from Channel 3, WKYC.com. Our uh, more info is up now at uh, WRQK.com. However, a 13-year-old boy in Canton, Ohio is missing. Cameron Scott Shipley was last seen Wednesday in the 4700 block of Cleveland Avenue Northwest. He attends Oakwood School in Plain Township. Cameron has a uh, sandy blonde hair, brown eyes. He's 5'3". Weighs about 140 pounds. He was last seen wearing a tan slash black flannel shirt, gray skinny jeans, and maroon shoes. He was carrying a green uh, slash black Nike bag. And uh, cops say he also had a long skateboard with him, blue and yellow, uh, and uh, bottom featuring a circle with the number nine in the center of it. And anybody with any information is obviously asked to call Camp Police Department immediately at 330-649-5800. I know a lot of times you hear Amber Alerts and you hear you know reports of missing kids and you think to yourself, well, I'm not going to see them. Uh, that's not true. Somebody out there is going to see right. this kid. You know what I mean? Or fingers crossed, somebody out there is going to see the kid. And hopefully when they do, they put two and two together and are able to uh, yeah. you know, help out in this situation. But the public does help. And I mean, it really is imperative. I know as you walk around in your day-to-day life, you're kind of, you know, head in your phone, head in the clouds, head wherever. Be on the lookout for this kid today. It's a great description. I mean, they knew everything. They knew what he looks like. They knew what he was carrying. They knew what, you know what I mean? And again, let me tell you, Cameron has sandy blonde hair, 5'3", 140 pounds, last seen wearing a black and tan flannel shirt, gray skinny jeans, maroon shoes, carrying a green and black Nike bag, and he had a long skateboard with him, blue and yellow on the bottom, featuring a uh, circle with the number nine in the center. And uh, last seen yesterday, I'm sorry, Wednesday, sorry, in the 4700 block of Cleveland Avenue Northwest. Dude, it's been two nights that family has gone through hell. I can't even imagine, dude. I can't even, you know. I just, you know, hopefully uh, we have uh, the right resolution and they get to celebrate Thanksgiving the proper way and to be really thankful for something, hopefully. So, if yeah, if you see anything, uh, please call Canton Police Department, 330-649-5800. Okay. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, keep you updated throughout the morning if we hear any more on that. So when you do a program like ours, you get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of positive feedback for sure. You know what I mean? I, you know, we have that a lot. Fantone and I both, we go out in the community, people like, yo man, listen every day like that. That's awesome. All right. Now with that comes the other side, people that don't like it so much. And that's cool. We both done this on, you know, long enough to where we know there aren't going to be people, you know, there will definitely be people who aren't in your camp. Right. Yeah, and with this, you know, it comes thick skin. You, after a while, you're right. After you've been in this business for long enough, eventually it, it hurts for a little while. Then you realize, you know, what? I'm lucky. I get to do what I love, and yeah, I, you know, not everybody's going to love it. I, you know, it's yeah, you're thankful for it almost on some level. So there's been a guy who's had huge issues with this program, 
and uh, he, he hides in the shadows. He won't give us his name, and he hides behind a, like a fake name through his email account. That's how he communicates with us, by his yahoo.com email account. Uh, his name is Big Schnuga slash contact at yahoo.com, and he's had issues with me, but this time he seems to be more about Fantone. So he starts the email off. Hey, dummy. Uh, I guess that's directed towards me. I like how he goes, Fred, uh, Fred Sanford with, hey, dummy. <laughs> hey, dummy. One of you said yesterday that you can have your opinion, but you can't change the facts. So we'll stop right here. Because he asks, am I right? You are right. And that, I believe, was Fantone who had said that. I think I said uh, everyone's entitled to your own opinion. You're, You're not, not entitled, entitled to, to your, your own facts. facts. Yeah, I think that I think is what you said. That's okay. pretty close to what I said. He said, so the day after the election, when flat tone, because th- th- that's, uh, again, giving you a peer into who this guy is, you know what I mean? Uh, sounded like he was going to cry. He said Trump, he, Trump said he wants to throw all Muslims out of the country. He's saying that's just a lie, just fact-checking you progressive crybaby should move to Denver. You're never going to hear the end of Trump beating the hyena in a, in a pantsuit. Ha ha. So, I, uh, I mean, he has kind of suggested that, I mean, he is kind of on the massive deportation thing, wasn't he? I mean, he was on that. Well, I mean, where, where his statement first came into play was when he talked about how he would ban any any travel, you know, or any, any Muslims entering the country for any reason. That's where it all started, is that when he said, I'm going to ban all Muslims from Start with a really country. crazy statement, so there's place to negotiate in and come back in, right? And, and, and where he went from that is that he was going to ban, uh, you know, any, any, any travel in countries that he felt like were terrorist countries, ter- countries that had terrorism right. in them. And so, I mean, I don't know at what point I ever talked about him kicking all Muslims out. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think this is paraphrasing something that you had said because he disagrees with your politics, which is totally OK. The one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is I felt like and I did the night of the election. When I woke up the morning after, and I, because I went to bed before they had announced the winner, and I woke up to the news that Donald Trump won, I'll be honest with you, working with you, knowing you, knowing what your politics are, knowing the fact that you worked for the, you know, the opposition campaign during that election, I expected you to be so goddamn annoying that day. Like I did. I, I drove into work and I was like, oh, he's going to be insufferable today. And you weren't. I didn't think you cried at all. I, I felt like you handled it very well and said, look, our side just didn't win. We did a bad job of believing numbers. We did a bad job of, uh, of riling up the base. I mean, dude, you were very critical of how she handled some of it. It threw out. I mean, honestly, even as I even as I was working with that campaign, I was critical. And I definitely said that she's not a perfect candidate. I can remember numerous times saying that if the Republicans ran anybody else, Hillary Clinton would have been crushed. If 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 the Democrats would have ran anybody else, Donald Trump would have been crushed. So they both had their flaws. Yes. I think the first thing I said about it that morning was how much I admire the process of every four years we hand things off, our, our, the most powerful position in the country, how we hand things off peacefully every four years based on fair and free elections. So if that makes me a liberal crybaby, I, like, I mean... I mean, celebrating how it's done. I, you know what I mean? Celebrating how it's done. And listen, do I have an issue with the Electoral College? Yeah, no, but you I are a liberal crybaby, but that doesn't make you uh, one. But did I have a problem with the Electoral College before the election? Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily based off the off, off, off of that alone. I'm not out there saying not my president. Those words have never crossed my lips. That has never been anything that I've said. I've never been like, oh, yeah, you know what we need more of is riots. I, I, 
<laughs> no. I think I think I've been pretty pretty you know actually level headed about this, and not to say that you know the Twitter sphere is a uh, is a good indicator of how the audience feels, but I can remember that day multiple people on the oh people side. who people who find you nauseating a lot right. with, with your politics even said you know what I got to give them credit today. I got to give him credit. And I was the first one on that because, I, like I said, I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be so annoying now. And you weren't. You honestly did handle that very well. So if I ever presented it as, as I was saying, Donald Trump was going to kick out all Muslims, no, that's not what I meant. He certainly said that he was going to ban all Muslim travel from, you know, into the United States. And right. I don't believe he's going to be able to do that. No, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. Either. I'm kind of a little disappointed with this big Shinoga email. I'm not going to lie, dude. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to be funnier. I thought he was going to no. have things on me, and, and and all it is is you're a liberal crybaby. No, he. Where, where, come on, dude. At least at least hit me with something here. Right. I like I said. Look at the name associated with the email address. Look at the look at the method of communication. Look at the email address alone. The fact that it's Yahoo, not Gmail, now like the rest of us. Look, I mean, there, there's 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 indicators on who this person is. Luke I'm Ford. no. I, I, right. I'm no FBI profiler. Okay, but I'm guessing not a lot of hair in the center of the head, little too round around the waist, little uh, bitter, obviously, um, same job forever, hasn't moved up a little bit, and uh, I'm guessing didn't, not a Mensa candidate. It's going to be my guess. I think you're just like describing the average Sandsbury show listener. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, he's one of ours. Yeah, he's one of those. Yeah, Throw him in there. You know, that band of deplorables uh, known as Sandsbury show supporters. Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was, uh, he, he's not, and again, flat tone. Like a guy who thinks that that's funny, that, that way to make fun of your name that way. Right. That just so, I know exactly who that guy is. I could pick him out. I guarantee you, you line 50 dudes up outside, I'd be like, there he is right there. Guarantee hey, it. Big Shinoga, um, I, uh, I'm sorry if, if me, you know, expressing my, hates you. Right. I'm sorry if expressing my opinion is enough to make me a liberal crybaby, but I, I, I just, I don't stand by that at all. There's a lot of things you can say about me. There's tons of them. And that I don't think is necessarily. We're going to, we're going to spend today uh, saying some of them too. Coming up at 930, Phantom's getting somebody hooked up with front row tickets. For the WWE January 22nd at the Civic Center. He's got a, uh, well, well, he's got the trivia questions locked in the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, I do. Things are going well. All right. I just tweeted this out. I want to give out the information one more time. A 13-year-old boy is missing in Canton, Ohio. Cameron Scott Shipley. Last seen Wednesday in the 4700 block of Cleveland Avenue Northwest. He goes to Oakwood School in Plain Township. Cameron has sandy blonde hair and brown eyes. He's 5'3", weighs 140 pounds. Last seen wearing a black and tan flannel shirt, gray skinny jeans, maroon shoes. He was carrying a green and black Nike bag. Authorities say he also had a long skateboard with him, blue and yellow on the bottom, featuring a circle with the number 9 in the center. If you have seen Cameron or if you have any information whatsoever, please call Canton Police Department immediately at 330-649-5800. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Show on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. You can win a thousand dollars at eight o'clock this morning with Rock 1069's big cash handout. This is the last day of that. We do it a couple of times. Fishhead Kramer, one time by Nikki, then you're done. Thousand bucks up for grabs all day today. First keyword, 8 a.m. Also happening tonight, your Canton Charge in action at the Civic Center. 7 p.m. tip off. They're going up against Grand Rapids. Dollar Dog Night at the Civic Center tonight. Fantone, you're getting hot dogs for a buck. Makes sense, dude. Yeah, dude, you go, awesome. to, you go to a charge game, you're just sucking down hot dogs. Hey, dude, even on a even on a normal night, 
Even even on a normal night, it's not expensive at the charge, but no. for Dollar Dog Night, dude, if you win tickets today, it's Dollar Dog Night. I'm telling you, you can take your kids and your girlfriend, and dude, you're going to spend under 50 bucks for there sure. Not, not, even, not even close, dude. There you go. Parking's cheap. You also get a Cavs mini championship banner. Now, if you don't happen to win tickets, they're just eight bucks at the Civic Center or at cantoncharge.com. Yeah, they start at just eight bucks there. Cantoncharge.com. We have a four-pack. We'll give them to you just here in a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. Joe tweets in and says, Front row tickets to WWE says that Big Schnuga still lives in his mom's basement. Take no crap, Fantone. Nice, Joe. There you go. I don't want to. I don't want to start knocking people that live in their mom's basement, though. Big Schnuga. I don't even know. He's dude. He's probably the worst. Same job. Schnuga writes back in. Oh, he's here. Thanks for admitting flat tone that I was right. You guys don't need to apologize. Have a nice day golfing, Stainberry. All right. I guess that's kind of funny. And don't, <laughs> ch- and don't cheat on your score. Meanwhile, dude, let me give you a little update on the yeah. golf there. On yeah. the golf there. So I had some things happen in the afternoon. I thought I was going to get to play early. Didn't. So I ended up playing late, like real late, like right before like the sun went down. And I went out and uh, I played with a couple of guys real quickly who both are real good, like real good. And then uh, and I yeah. And then there was me. So I was (laughs) definitely like the weakest of all the players that were like out there yesterday. And I hit a few balls that even they were like, whoa. I was like, yeah, right. Starting to come around a little bit, right? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Very happy. And then a buddy of mine was like, dude, I never play with these. Never. He was like, and I know you've been looking at them in the store and all that. He was like, just, dude, he's like, I'm never going to hit these ever again. He's like, I have a thousand wedges. Take them. Gave me two Titleist Vokey wedges. Now, for most of you, that doesn't mean anything. No, not at all. All right. Well, let me put it into dollar amount. Okay. We're about 125 new a piece. There you go. Was the come up of the century is what somebody told me on Instagram. Pretty happy about it. Coming up at seven o'clock, we will have Fantone get the back of his idol, LeBron James. Yeah, your boy is under fire. Of course he is, dude. Your boy is under fire as he has been. I, I bet you, <laughs> Big Schnuga doesn't like LeBron either. Yeah, he sounds like a LeBron hater. He does sound like a LeBron. He sounds hater. like a LeBron hater. So we'll have uh, we'll have Fantone get the back of LeBron James seven o'clock. All right. <laughs> so given the fact that it's Friday. And everybody likes to celebrate on the weekend. I'm going to uh, I'm going to shed some bad news for for a, for a very large portion of you. That sucks. Compulsive masturbators. Oh, I, uh, I, there we go. I, <laughs> That's what we were waiting for Friday morning. Compulsive masturbators. I have terrible news for you. Published in the Biological Psychology, scientist Dr. Stuart Brody and Tillman Kruger discovered that. There's a 400% chance, I'm sorry, there's a 400% higher concentration of chemicals like oxytocin and prolactin during sexual intercourse than with solo orgasming. Okay. I like how I gave Fantone like the hand yeah, motion. Like, dude, yeah. like, did you know like this is the universal sign? Very disturbing. So as this points out, you get much less oxytocin when you're giving yourself, you know, release versus having sex with somebody else. All right, with but you're getting a same amount of dopamine, so the oxytocin is linked with the satisfaction of it, meaning that it's less satisfying to masturbate than it is to have sex with somebody else. Now we know that. 
Yeah. We know that, right? Yeah. Everybody knows that. It's cool, but it's like, that would have been better had somebody else been doing that for me. I don't know. I bet you there's some dudes out there That's right now, married, married guys right now, who have like, dude, I have been sticking it to my wife for the last 15 years. It's way better when Phoenix Marie and Alexis Texas are involved. Right? There's got to be some dudes out there like that. You yeah. have to be. No, there is, because dude, even I, even me, who's not been married. But I've been in long relationships, and there were times in that relationship, not the entire run of it, but there were right. times in that relationship where it's like, you know what? This would just be better. Right. This would just be better. It'd be faster. Right. Only I'm going to cry. Right. It's gonna be, it's, 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 you know what I mean? It's going to be fine. But the more you masturbate, Phantom, the more dopamine your brain gets flooded with, okay. minus the warm, satisfied feeling that the oxytocin will give you. So the more frequently that happens, the more you can build up a tolerance or even an addiction to it, meaning you won't even be happy again until you masturbate, which that's not good. No, no. If that's the only happiness you have in your day, that's really sad. There's also another problem here. They say if if you masturbate the same way again and again and again, right. and it's not providing you with much re, uh, you know, satisfaction, the problem might not be dopamine related. There's an article being written called The Death Grip Syndrome. Wow. The idea that holding on to your penis too tightly can damage it. Dr. Michael Perelman advised readers to switch things up. The idea is to be able to be responsive, to do more than one kind of stimulation so that you can enjoy a range of responses. Okay. Now, as a single man, no girlfriend, no living girlfriend, no like, no real partner, there is obviously sexual activity going on in my life. You date women, you, you know, you go out on dates, whatever. Right. But there's no steady person to be having sex with. Right. So there are times where there are stretches of time in between the times you have sex and the times that you don't. So masturbation is obviously a part of my life. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everyone's life. You know what I mean? Like, let's but be real. I'm saying, like, there, I like, I there will be times where it's like, ugh, dude, for like months on end, where it's like, nope, dude, just the opposite sex is just annoying me right now. I don't want anything to do with it. You're right, especially as a single dude. I've definitely found myself in droughts like that too, where it's not even like, oh, dude, I can't get laid. It's like, dude, I don't even know if I want, I want to get laid. Dude. Right? I don't even know if it's worth the headache. Sometimes it starts out like, you know what? I'm taking myself and I'm putting myself on the bench, and then you did it, and now you put yourself on the bench too long, and you have yourself finding hard times getting yourself back in the game. It happens. Coach, look, I'm down here, man. <laughs> I've lost the weight. Dude, I'm game ready. But this happens. So, and I'm like a guy, I have like masturbation rules. Like I would like, there's like a holiday rule. Like, dude, if it's calendar holiday, you keep your hands above the belt. That's just the way it works. That's a rule, by the way. Like that's, that's not just, that's not me suggesting it. That's, I've made that law. That's a thing now. If you masturbate on Christmas, deported. But if I had to switch up masturbation styles, to where I could still enjoy it, I'm sorry. At that point, I'm going, I have a problem with this, and I need to look at it. And what's my issues with, with intimacy with other people where I'm like, I'm masturbating so many times where I have to change my system, um, right? Do you ever have to change what you're viewing? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you're like, okay, I'm really into this, but now I probably should switch it up, got tired of that, now I well, want to. Well, I mean, I, 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 I routinely change the viewing. Well, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's at least a part of changing the, if it's like, if, if the only thing that you can do is watch like, you know, interracial gangbang movies, and those are the only ones that'll get you to the, to the, to where you want to be, that's probably a problem. But if you are like, all right, dude, I've, you know what? I've been kind of caught up on interracial gangbang movies for a while. Maybe now I need to watch some girl on girl Asian. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need to, you know, that is a change of the, of the, of the habit there. 
I've talked before about how if I go if I go uh, too long and it's like, mm. all right, I'm using videos. I'm like, all right, I need to go back to still photography. If I don't still photography too long, all right, I need to read some erotic literature. I, you know, I need to use my imagination. I try to like keep things all right different. I think it's just like your sex life where you have to introduce a little bit of like. Okay, I, I'll tell you what I was guilty of there is I wasn't thinking about the stimulation part of it. I was more thinking like, dude, if I have to change the grip I use, and if I have to like. Yeah. Switch of the hand. Little switch of the hand. Yeah, but that's just common. I'm getting tired. Like I'm fat and I'm lazy. Like that's not. I don't know. That doesn't sound desperate to you. It sounds a little desperate to me. Like if you have to like go, if you have to like put effort into changing your masturbation ritual because it's gotten mundane, I that sounds desperate to me. Well, I feel like it's always going to be a part of your life. I mean, you know, for the for the foreseeable future, probably some point when you're old enough, like sixty, I'm done. Seventy five years old, sixty, you're done. Okay, seventy five years old, your D's not working anymore, or something like that. Then obviously, dude, I get till seventy five. Thanks for the optimism. I like it. But, Friday, I needed it. But with that, with all that, um. I think it's just like uh, eating or fitness or something like that where you have to consciously make decisions of like, how am I going to be sexually healthy? And masturbation is a part of your sexual identity of your sex life. So I think it has to be at least, listen, and I'm not saying like, well, dude, I've been doing this for too long. Now I need to introduce this. But if that's what it takes for you. You just got to be careful because like we said, this whole thing started out with like, this is all about the chemical releases in your brain. And you're getting too much of one and not enough of the other when you masturbate too much. And that's why you're not happy. And let's be real. You should find yourself a partner. Find somebody to have sex with. Like, that. that's the ideal situation here. It's Friday. I like it. You know, dude, speaking of which, you know, honestly, I think I'm going to be able to find myself a sexual partner okay. this weekend. I have high hopes for this. Okay. So tomorrow night, yeah, I'm going to see Thunderstruck. No. <laughs> okay. Thunderstruck. All the right. ACDC cover band. Yeah, they're playing, uh, dude, they're playing the Pines out in Oroville tomorrow night. And, uh, dude, I have seen, they showed me, like, photos of the bartending crew tomorrow night. And I was like, yeah, that one right there looks really cute. So, I'm going to go be creepy and stand in the back of a room right. and not talk to anybody and drink Coors Light by myself. I'm looking forward to that. Going to see Thunderstruck. Yeah, Thunderstruck. man. Thunderstruck. Yeah, your buddy gives you two new wedges. You're like, yeah, you know what? I'll come out for an ACDC cover fan. I'll do that. How about that? tomorrow night. All right. Dude, they're coming after Braun. Dude, they're piling on LeBron. Sons of bitches. It's happening. It's been happening his entire career, but dude, they are piling on Braun right now. And I'm kind of in the, well, I don't know. And you're kind of like a full-on NBA guy, so I want you to defend LeBron James. Or maybe not. Maybe turncoat and hate on him. We'll find out next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up at 8 o'clock, you'll get hooked up with $1,000. Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout ends today. We have your first opportunity for you at 8 a.m. 9.30, you're getting front row seats to the WWE at the Canton Civic Center. January the 22nd, Fantone has put together an extremely tough list of questions for WWE trivia. All right, now I said that. All right, you know what, audience? I may have just lied to you there. I haven't seen the questions. I don't know if they're tough or not. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, you might want to fire up SummerSlam 1988 on the WWE Network. Oh, my God. Going deep. I'm dropping hints, man. What do you want me to say? Going deep. They're front row seats. I like it. I I like the system. And there's easy ones, too. I'm telling you. There's some that are challenging. And a three out of five system. Let me ask you this. As a guy who doesn't watch it, 
and you uh, you will know my knowledge of WWE more than anybody else would. Yeah. Would I know the answers to any of these questions? Some of them, yes, but most of them, no. I think that's about where it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, there's some that are like, well, dude, everybody everybody knows, knows that. that. Yeah. Okay, that's where that list needs to be. I like it. Nine thirty, Phantom will give you front row seats to the WWE. January 22nd at the Civic Center. I want to get this information out one more time. It is available for you at WRQK.com. But Canton, Ohio, authorities are asking for our help to locate a 13-year-old missing boy. Cameron Scott Shipley was last seen on Wednesday in the 4700 block of Cleveland Avenue Northwest. He goes to Oakwood School in Plain Township. Cameron has sandy blonde hair, brown eyes. He's 5'3", weighs 140 pounds. Last seen wearing a black and tan flannel shirt, gray skinny jeans and maroon shoes. He was carrying a green and black Nike bag. And authorities say he had with him a long skateboard with a blue and yellow bottom featuring a circle with the number nine in the center. If you have any information, if you've seen him, any info at all, call Canton PD, 330-649-5800. Obviously, people in Canton need to be on the lookout, but people all around don't Alliance. think... Alliance. Well, right. Don't think at all that you that a car can't take... You know what I mean? Like, this could be anywhere in Northeast it's Ohio. It's been since when? Wednesday, right. Right. So right. so just keep your eyes open and, and, and hopefully the public can help the police in this situation. Information's online at WRQK.com. It's also been put at our Facebook pages. I've already seen a, a few of you like retweet the information and share that Facebook post. We obviously appreciate that. That's going, you know, this stuff helps now find people, you know, for sure. There's no denying that in right. situations like this, the more we can get the word out, the more people we have looking with their eyes open, trying to make sure that they, you know, you see a kid running around Walmart, dude, checking, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. could that be that could kid? Could that be him? Right. So there you go. Uh, like I said, the information, WRQK.com. All right. So LeBron James sat out a regular season game the other night, Wednesday night, scheduled to do it. Wasn't hurt. Scheduled to do it. And I think you're going to see LeBron do this and probably more and more as the years go on. Um, I believe, if I if my math is right, he's in his 14th season in the NBA. It's a long um, time. It's, it, it's important to point out that he's also played in multiple Olympics. He's made it to six straight finals, which I've heard sports people say to me that that is equal to another year and a half of play. Like six straight finals. Like They've averaged it out. Like For minutes on your body and this and that, it, it, that's what that is. And I mean, you have to think that, you know, of course all NBA play is intense, but dude, when you're playing in playoffs and finals... It's much more physical in the finals. Right. You're, you're, you're really putting your body through it at that point. So they were scheduled to play the Pacers. Yeah. And... That was a matchup I was very excited to see. The Pacers beefed up their lineup in the offseason. They're getting better. They're, you know what I mean? It's an Eastern Conference team that's, uh, you know, getting better. Um, and so I was, you know, interested to see these games. But LeBron decided he was going to sit. And a member of their media, Bob Kravitz, had this to say The wussification of America is complete now. And he goes on to say, he says here, let me see here. Remember the old days when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson routinely took the nights off three weeks into the season so they could properly maintain their bodies and get the proper amount of beauty sleep? No, me neither. Somewhere, Cal Ripken Jr. is smirking. And I guess this guy used to work in the Cleveland market, and he says, before my old city of Cleveland crushes me and suggests that I'm calling James off, understand that I am not. Repeat, I am not. The guy is the ultimate basketball warrior, tough-minded and emotionally invested in winning as much as Michael or Kobe or any of the all-timers. 
I'm just saying these guys are now surrounded by so many specialists, so many sports scientists and sleep doctors and nutritionists and folks who monitor their, their every bodily function, even the gross ones. They end up being pampered and babied and convinced they need a night off in just the 11th game of the season. Now, I felt like it was important to read the second part of that quote because I've read the quote of the wussification of America is now complete while this story has been linked to LeBron James for two days. But nobody else gave me that uh, that second part of that quote. And I love the second part of that quote because I and I can understand his his point here. I can a little bit. Now, we just told you the other day LeBron James spends a million and a half dollars a year on his body. Mm-hmm. And that is because, and I said that day, I remember saying that's very smart because what his body nets him, for him to put that investment into it is a drop in the bucket for what he gets out of his body. So... I'm now obviously I, I I have to tell you I'm obviously a little biased here because I want LeBron James healthy for you know deep in the playoffs and the finals I do I want that okay but there is something to I'm kind of stuck in the in the zone here with my age where it's like athletes admire didn't do that they fought through it I mean Michael played 82 games nine times. Athletes of 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 you know past eras smoked cigarettes at, at halftime. I don't know if that necessarily is a good enough reason for it to be like, well, that's the way we do it. You know what I mean? Like, there's oh, you, you can't you can't just point to the past and say, this yeah, is, but I this could argue point taken. But I could but I could say that smoking cigarettes is obviously not a good idea, and playing in every game is showing dedication to your team. Not I'm not saying LeBron's not dedicated uh, to the I, was, I mean, it, I'm not saying that. It, I'm saying I, but I can understand the view of. Winners play. Players play. What's true dedication to your team? Going out there and proving how tough you are and Josh McCowning it and going out there and, ah, dude, my dad does it and my my brother goes to work and doing that? Or is dedication dedication to your team saying, hey, guys, there's a bigger picture here? Well, like I said, man, I'm stuck in the middle, right? And, 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 And we just accomplished that bigger picture here. And the reason that we were able to do that is because we played smart. Let's not act like intelligence and sustainability isn't a part of success, dude. I mean, it, it makes sense for why LeBron and other superstar players, not only in the NBA, but in sports across the, uh, the world, are like, hey, this game isn't as important as our big picture. I need to either A, take the night off from it. I need to B, play less minutes in it. I mean, is that the same Is that the same argument? If I go out there and I usually play 35 minutes and I play 18, well, dude, you're still screwing over the, the Indiana Pacers fans who paid for it. You're still taking time off. You're still not. Uh, so, okay. So, so, so is, uh, unless LeBron's out there for all 40, you know, 48 minutes of it out there, Grinding 100%. Well, he's taking time off. He's taking time off. Look at him on the bench. He took time off. Isn't that the same thing? How is that any different? All right. Like I said, I I, I wasn't on one side or the other here. I was kind of like, well, I see both sides. I see both arguments. Like I understand, and I'm a little biased because I want LeBron James healthy. When when when? It- but I just think if this was a Laker, like if LeBron James was a Laker and not tied to this organization, I wonder what my opinion would be. When an NFL team is 14 and two, or you know, or 14 and one going into the you know into the final game of the season, and they have that their their conference locked up, nobody's like, oh, well, why are they resting their quarterback? Well, obviously, you're going to rest. Your quarterback viewed to be a more physical game. I'm just telling you why that's the way that it is. So, so an injury can't derail either one of those athletes. And I mean, let's be real about the concept of exhaustion. Like that, I know it's not an injury, but that very much is like, dude, I need a break. Like, okay. one of the arguments I heard supporting LeBron yesterday because people kept going, Michael, 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 and they were battling this out on Speak for Yourself yesterday. 
And, you know, Whitlock had said, well, you know, you know, Michael played nine, nine times he played all 82. Nine times, right? And I was like, whoa, okay, well, all right, you know, all right, that's, you know, check for Michael there. But on the other side, Colin had said, well, you got to think about the pace of the game now, though. The game's played differently. It's now a track meet. These guys are running fat up and down the court. It still looks a little bit the same, but there was a lot more half-court basketball when Michael played than there is now. And Michael Jordan played for 15 seasons. LeBron's played 14, and Already. he's not going anywhere. anywhere. So I don't understand how we're going to knock you know, LeBron for what, you know, and what did we, was it two, three weeks ago, we talked about a report that came out where doctors were talking about how LeBron essentially has the body composition of a 19-year-old, how he's taking such good care of himself. He's like he's just freshly coming into the NBA all over again. I I. I, I I don't. I don't see how we knock that. I, 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 Fourteen years in, and you still like you have the body of a pup, right? And, yeah, that's and Jordan. That's was impressive. Done. Jordan was done after fifteen. So if LeBron hangs it up after this year, then it's like okay. Well, then maybe LeBron was just not as tough. But if LeBron is able to go after this year, which he obviously will be able to, it shows that there's intelligence at play here. I was told LeBron had never played all eighty-two games in a season. Okay, but. Now, having listened to you, having listened to people yesterday, and having like a day to think about this, this is where I'm going to end on this. My opinion is this. The Warriors won 73 games in a regular season, lost the NBA Finals. That that regular season doesn't mean anything. So if I can look at the Warriors and go, yeah, you won 73 in the regular season, what does it matter? You You lost the Finals. If I can say that to Warriors fans and to Warriors players and be like, well, that that doesn't matter, then how am I looking at LeBron James in Game 11 going, no, you have to get out there, that game matters. If 73 wins and no title doesn't matter, then I don't know how I'm looking at LeBron James, who is scheduled, I think they say he's going to he's going to sit four games all year. Out of 82, He's going to, the, the plan is right now, I think, four, is what I've been told. So at the end of the day... As much as I want to see him play, and I know scalpers outside, like the prices go down half or whatever, I don't care about that. Yeah, who cares? You know what I mean? That's on you. If you're out there scalping tickets, that's on you. It's Evan Flo's. Right. Welcome, you know, welcome to, you know, the free market and all that. So I, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to side with you. I think it's all right. Probably LeBron sits one or two games during the regular season. We have uh, charge tickets. Speaking of basketball, we we have a four pack for tonight. They're home at the Civic Center for Dollar Dog Night. You're also getting a Cavs Championship mini banner. And uh, tickets on sale right now, cantoncharge.com or at the uh, Civic Center box office. But we're going to give you a family four-pack right now. Call our 10 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you the charge game. And ladies, we will mansplain things to you next on the Sandsbury. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up at 8 o'clock, you'll get hooked up with $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. This is the final day. We have two opportunities for you, once at 8, once at 9. Fishhead takes over after 10. He's got a few. Kramer. And then one with Nikki Six, and then we're done. So if you need money for that holiday season. You do. And who doesn't? Exactly. You do. Get your first keyword at 8 a.m. this morning. Think about how nice that would be. You're not in debt going into the new year. You can start 2017 off with like your kids happy, your wife happy, your accountant happy. Life would be good. Now let's be realistic. It's a thousand bucks, so it's a down payment on your divorce lawyer. <laughs> you're, it's a down payment on happiness. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to finance the rest of happiness. But we'll get you in that office, man. <laughs> Pen in hand. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. I have just been informed that coming up in about an hour, 
in the building will be Dan Flowers, CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. And they've asked if I'd be uh, willing to put him on the air for a few minutes this morning. And I said, obviously I would be. Because on December the 2nd, we're doing Long Haul Against Hunger, which we have done for years with the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. They do amazing work over there. And December the 2nd, we'll be up at Giant Eagle. And we'll broadcast for about 13 straight hours. And you guys will bring donations. And we will give it over to the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. And we will get hungry people fed. Dan Flowers, he's a very complex character. I'm not he gonna is. lie. He uh, he runs a food bank, so you're like, oh, dude, I bet you he's just like this peace loving like flower child. Hell no, he's not, dude. He's like a black belt in uh, yeah. jujitsu, I think, or something like that. He trains MMA. I know he hunts all the time too. Dan Flowers is a badass, dude. Badass. I, I believe his kid trains for fighting too. Kid could probably kick both of our asses. Nah, I don't know about that. You know what? Maybe I'll put Dan Flowers in a headlock when he gets here. No, I won't. No, he won't. No, I won't. No, so, no you won't. So the CEO of the uh, of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank will join us, talk a little long haul against hunger. I love that event. It's coming up December 2nd. We'll be out at the Giant Eagle up there on the Strip. All right, mansplaining is this thing that I'm told is a problem. Okay. And uh, I'm not sure if it is or not. I'm not going to say it's not a problem. I'm not going to tell women to pipe down about it. I have no idea. I'm not a woman. People don't talk to me as if I am. I don't even know if I do it. I don't even know if I know what it is. Right. Okay. But a Swedish union has set up a hotline for workers to report instances of mansplaining. And it's part of their week-long effort to raise awareness of a certain kind of condescending um, conversation that men use to explain things to women they already understand. Okay. 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 So... It's not all men who do it, but a certain kind of man, they say. You know him. He's probably going to get ready to uh, mansplain this to you now, as I am. Mansplaining is basically, all right, I'll give you a perfect example of this. So a woman who works here in the building the other day had some car issues. And she posted this on her Facebook page, so I feel like, you know, that's public. I feel like I'm, I'm you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not out of bounds here. And the guy at the store had said to her, she started talking to him about the tires. She has like like a really nice car. It's got special like everything on it, and so she's got like special tires, and uh, and she knew a lot about them. And the guy said to her, "I can't believe you know this much about tires. Don't you know? I'm surprised you don't have a husband or or a boyfriend to take care of these type of things for you." And she got offended by that, and. I'm sure part of it is I don't need no man to get through the day, right? Or, you know, all that. I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. And right. you know what? As a woman, I'm sure that would be kind of annoying for you to be like, dude, like I'm 30. Like, you don't think I can make it through the day without somebody else's help? Right. And I mean, and we're not like talking about brain surgery here. We're talking about buying tires. Everybody has done this at that point, at some point By in their life. By some point in your life. Right. Yeah. Now, right now, on the other side of that, though, and here's where the world gets tricky, is that there are plenty of women who are listening to us right now go, dude, don't tell guys that. I don't want to have to know about tires. I want my boyfriend to take care of that. I want the guy at Conrad's to be able to tell me things I don't know. Well, of course, the guy at Conrad's should be able to. You know, I, 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 think, I think the guy at Conrad's is going to kind of over It's going to be able to explain tires to me that I don't know, stuff I don't know. Right. Then I, I guess that's to be expected. But when it's, when it's your boyfriend saying it to you or when it's somebody, you know, who isn't necessarily an expert in the field trying to explain to you the basics, like, oh, well, yeah, there's numbers on them. And then you have to buy four of them and you have to, you know, I can understand why. By the same brand, same radial for all four. Okay. I can understand that. Now I said, you know, the world can get tricky because some women are like, you know, I don't need no man to know this. And then other women, like I said, are listening, going, dude, don't tell guys that I don't want to have to know this stuff. I want my boyfriend to take care of it. Right. So the world can get tricky there with this mansplaining thing. And then there's also this. 
Like I started thinking about us and this job, right? Now we have women who work here on the programming side who have less experience being on the radio than Fantone and I have, okay? And so sometimes some things will come up and there are questions or whatever. And when I'm asked a question, I will maybe bring it a little too basic for you. But I think if I'm explaining something to a woman, I would do it the same way to a man that I didn't think know something. So sometimes I think women are told some women. I think are told something sometimes and think that they're being mansplained. And no, I just want to make sure you have the information. I don't not think you know it because you're a woman. I don't think you know it because, A, I've been here longer than you. And you might know it, but I don't not think you don't know it because you're a woman. I think sometimes women often read mansplaining into things. Not that this doesn't happen and not that there aren't guys who do it, yes. But I think, like I said, the world gets tricky there because is the guy really doing it or are you just the new employee and you happen to be a female? Well, obviously context and like, you know, circumstances are going to matter in any situation. Um, But once this has happened consistently throughout your life of like, hey, I'm going to have to over-explain this to you because you're a woman, I can understand why as soon as somebody starts that, you automatically jump to, well, they're just doing this because I'm a woman and they don't think I'm as smart as them. If something happens to you more than more than enough, you're going to start to expect it to happen to you. Right. And I mean, regardless of your intent, regardless of how you were supposed to, you know, I can see why she would assume like, oh, Stansbury's talking to me like I'm an idiot. Of course, I know how to fill out this paperwork, Stansbury. I've worked here, too. It's not what, even what I was asking you about. I was asking you about, do you know where more forms are? You know what I mean? Uh, well, and you fill out the form like this and make sure you write your name and make sure it's legible and make sure you fill in the dot all the way. And it's like, dude, I know. I just asked you, where are the papers? Right. Okay. I don't think I mansplain. I don't think I, I don't think I do this. I think, I think on a subconscious level, I'm sure a lot of men do. And, and, and there'll be times I know where I'm like, yeah, babe, but if you just did this, I mean, if you just hit your brakes a little bit sooner, the whole car is going to slow down faster and you're not going to be so up on their ass. And babe, just hit your brakes. And she's like, idiot, I know how to drive. I know how to do this. Give a does she? I've been well, in the car with your girlfriend. Well, she doesn't. Well, we were both hammered drunk at that point. but <laughs> We, but, not her. <laughs> but I, you, you get my point there. Maybe take my girlfriend out of the equation. But like, you know, and then you take a right here. Make sure you turn on your blinker. And of course, I'm over exaggerating how it goes. But. I, oh, well, maybe you're not, though. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of women, and once once again, once you get hit with it so many times, I'm sure a lot of women just come to expect it from men. I don't think I mansplain. I don't. I don't think I do that. Stansbury just calls her an idiot. Like, what are you doing? Well, I don't care. I'm not explaining this to you. You're just dumb. Now, is it offensive to say to a woman, shouldn't your boyfriend handle this for you? When talking about something, I mean, we have kind of gender rolled certain things. Taking the garbage out. See, women don't like gender roles until it's like your turn to take the garbage out. Then it's like, well, yeah, that's the man's job. But haven't we kind of gender rolled mechanics and knowing about the car and changing the oil as like the husband's job? Um, I mean, do I? Do it I seems think, that way. No, because I think most guys out there really don't know that much about their car. They just assume that they know more than their woman. And probably when you really get down to it, like, okay, I know that this is where the oil goes. I know that this is the tire pressure. I mean, I think most people probably understand those basics of the automobile. If your husband works at Conrad's, of course he's going to be the one that does it. Um, if your husband's like a, 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 a handy guy, of course he's going to be the one that does that. But I don't know if that's necessarily true as a whole for like most people. Like, I'm not mechanically inclined. Me and my girlfriend probably have the same basic, basic understanding knowledge. of like, all right, well, here's the battery. Okay, I know that. That's where, that's where I hook that up. All right, here's how I, you know, put more windshield wiper fluid in. 
I think sometimes, like I said, I think some women just are on edge, and I think sometimes a guy's saying something to you, and you think you're being mansplained, and it's not. He would have said that the same way to his brother or his cousin or whatever, and you're taking it that way because you're a woman. Sometimes. I think there are probably guys who mansplain things to women who think women aren't. I Obviously, there are guys out there who don't think women are as smart as men. Obviously, there are dudes out there like that. That's crazy. That's obviously crazy. I've said many, many times, secretly, underneath it all, women are secretly running the planet. Want proof? Go home and tell your wife you're going out tonight. <laughs> Let me, dude, let's see how that goes. Let's see how that goes. I bet, I bet you're not allowed to go. I bet you're not allowed to go. It's because they run the planet. That's the way that works. And they should. They're the better of the two sexes. Far, far superior in most every way women are. All right. We have another four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. They're playing tonight, 8 p.m. No, 7.30, right? Yeah, 7.30 tip-off. I, I believe you're getting a Cavs championship mini banner and also Dollar Dog Night. We'll get you hooked up with those next on the Stansbury Show. There's just a few hours left to bid at bidonakroncanton.com. Save up to 80 and 90%. Bidonakroncanton.com. Bidding ends today at 1 p.m. Rock. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We have a four-pack of tickets for the charge game this evening. Get you hooked up with those. Give you a little State of the Union, what's going on in Canton, Ohio. So tonight, got the charge game. Hashtag charge up. We have a four-pack of tickets. Give you those. And then I believe, you know what, we'll put a pin in that. Tomorrow night, doors at 7, music at 8. Cicadia, who was on New Tour nice. Tuesday, is playing the Oracle. Nice. We love the Oracle over there, so yeah. go and check that show out tomorrow night. Cicadia at the Oracle. Did we love Cicadia? We give them half a turd. I think that song was half a turd. It was good, but not good enough. Remember? Yeah, so pay eight bucks to go see him at the Oracle tomorrow. <laughs> I like that. Support local music. No, dude. Support yeah. a good beer bar. Yeah. Dude, I got to tell you, as a beer person, I love beer. And there's plenty of good places to get, you know, a bunch of beer in Canton. But, dude, the Oracle, that place has every beer you want. And they know stuff. Like, I'm not like a beer connoisseur. Like, I know I like IPAs. Right. I know it. But when people say, what's the BAV? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. But, like, if you want to know stuff, like, that guy who owns the Oracle, he knows everything. Uh, tell me about your uh, selection of Miller Lights. What do you have going on there in the Coors Light department? Can I have the throwback can? Right. Give me one of those. Am I, am I pronouncing this correctly? Bud Light? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Now, tonight in Canton, yeah. Phantom told me about this during the break, and I'm going to go. I'm pumped about this. I'm excited. There is an anti-Donald Trump rally from 7-11 this evening down on Market Square. Okay. And I'm going to go. And... I want to go just to see it. I'm going purely spectator. I'm not going to rally against Trump. I'm not going because I want to be like, dude, people are crazy. He's going to be great. I'm just, I'm just going to see it. Okay? okay. But there is part of me, Fantone, that is thinking like, I should get like a Trump t-shirt. I should get a Trump shirt. I should go out there and pretend like I'm a Trumpster. Get out there and start antagonizing. And start and start and see what happens. But then I was like, no, I shouldn't. People have been shot in Portland. People have been shot at these things. No, I shouldn't. Like you, I shouldn't antagonize, you know, antagonize people at all. Now, what I want to do is I do want to go down there and I want to talk to some people. I want to get their opinion. Now, you know, I mean, just hypothetically, eight years ago, four years ago, when, you know, Tea Partiers were out there holding the anti-Obama rallies, which were very real, those things happened, would you have felt compelled to go put on an Obama shirt and antagonize people then? Well, I did. I didn't put on an Obama shirt, but I went out out for for the show. I, uh... 
for sure I did. I, I, I just don't. What do I want to say? Antagonizing people, I guess that's not in my. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't care what you guys are not doing. Not necessarily antagonize, but if you know if you wear the shirt, you're going to get visceral reaction, and I do want to kind of capture people's visceral reaction for the sake of ratings. Yes, that's. I don't think anybody's shocked to find out. Oh my God, they're in the move the needle game, and he's going to do something to move the needle. But yeah, there is part of me that wants to do that. Now I probably won't. I'll probably just go as an observer. And talk to people that I, you know, see on the fringe that don't seem like they're nuts and gonna like choke me out. But some of these anti-Trump people are getting pretty violent. I'm interested to see what happens. It's walking distance from my front door. Obviously, gonna go check it out. Um, I, I, you know, obviously, there's been plenty of very real and concrete evidence of violence happening at rallies and things like that. But there's also been countless, you know, rallies and protests throughout where the country been fine. where everything's been fine. I don't think there's any reason to assume that Canton, Ohio, is going to burn to the ground or anything. No, like I don't that. think. I, I don't think we're going to burn to the ground, especially at this point. You know, we're over a week out from these results. I almost want to see. Well, that's part of where where I want to go to like are is the, I, I know we're doing like you know an anti-rally I want to see how is the passion still there or or is this starting to flame out the way all things kind of do once they've been out long enough. yeah of course um I think there'll be the passion I think there'll be people who are genuinely a part of it I think it's smart that they're doing it on a Friday night in downtown Canton as opposed to at noon on Friday in downtown Canton because at least you don't get the well you're just keeping people from their jobs it's seven o'clock at night it's going to be in a public place it's yeah. going to be on the square downtown Canton's a ghost town at seven o'clock at night. right so it's not you know I mean it, it, I don't know get me wrong I live there you can talk about like well would it be more effective for Friday at noon? No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but, I don't think so. But at least, you know, that argument is gone. That like, well, you're stopping people from going to work. No, they're not. They're just going to be on Market well, Square. If you're on Market Square, you shouldn't be in the street anyway. Like, that's what that square is for. Like, that's not the street. That's that's that patch of land that where things like this are to be had. There's a stage. Like, there's plenty of room to be doing that there without the street. Now, Kanye kicked off his uh, tour the other night. Okay. Or was it continuing the tour? Kanyeezy. Second leg of it. Like it. In San Jose. Now, he stopped his set to let loose on some political thoughts he had. Apparently, the rant pretty long. He talked about doubling down on his presidency run in 2020, wants to change the education system, repeatedly told the crowd that his concerts were safe for both Clinton and Trump supporters, also revealed that he took a liking to some of Trump's campaign and debates. A Twitter user, Raptor Jesus, who was there, <laughs> Kanye repeatedly told the crowd that he loved Trump's debate style and is, is glad Trump inspired racists to reveal themselves. This is the beginning. Sometimes you might have to, you might not get your way in order to learn in the future how to get your way. You might understand what I'm saying, but. And then I, I guess that's where he stopped it. But I, I, apparently I'm hearing other uh, reports via Twitter, and I don't have confirmation of this, but multiple Twitter accounts are claiming that Kanye had screamed from the stage that had he voted, he would have voted for Donald Trump. I bet that's going to upset a lot of people in his fan base. I'm just guessing. It's going to upset a lot of people in a lot of fan bases. Well, I mean, 
let's be real. I mean, Kanye West is very well known for saying outlandish things. Just to say To, to say them. So for him to come out and say like, hey, I support Trump, that's outlandish to his audience. So of course he's going to Kanye to likes Kanye. Right. He and, likes Kanye being talked about. And of course he likes Donald Trump's debating style, where if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer whatever I want to. I don't care if there's no fact <laughs> behind it. I don't care if I'm not addressing the issue. Because he wants to be able to do the same thing. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. Of course you're going to see a lot of yourself in that. Of course. Now, see, there was a time in this country you'd be like, Kanye West, president. Oh, that 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 is that horse is well out of the barn, dude. Right. Anybody, literally anybody can be president now. And how American is that? And how American is that? So many people talking about 2020. I know Kanye has. Um, there's rumors about The Rock and what he's going to do. And I think The Rock would have a legitimate shot. I don't know if 2020 is his legitimate shot, but I know at some point The Rock will have a legitimate shot. I know John Cena will have a legitimate shot. Those, <sighs> those two are going to run against each other, dude. Rock is a Republican. Dude, John Cena is a Democrat, and it's going to end up WrestleMania 40. It's going to be awesome. Dude, I think you might have that backwards. I, I, I think The Rock might... Is, uh-uh. it, why, is The Rock uh-uh. a Republican? A much more in that realm of like... Really? Of, of Than the guy in jorts? John Cena, dude, is as... A, dude, he's in those like, hug everyone commercials. He's in those like, brought to you by the ad council. Yeah, all I Americans, just, all Americans are great Americans. I just figured that was that was money, really. Nah, dude, and the Republicans will get behind The Rock because he's a shade of brown, but it's still like not that dark of a shade of brown. You can like him. Yeah, yeah. It's a black guy I'll have over for yeah. dinner. Not even sure if he's really a black guy. I think it's some kind of Samoan or something. Maybe that'll work against him. Black, nah. not black enough. Nah, dude. You know how this country does that. Rock. You're black, but you're not black enough. Rock v. Cena. 2020? Ah, 2024, maybe. 2028. WrestleMania 40. When is that? Vince McMahon, dude, he's already got one of his Hall of Famers in the White House. So four, eight years, 2024. I'm what, 40, 48? Yeah, I'll be all right dying then. Somebody's always talking about, oh, the Jews, it's them running the country. It's the Illuminati. It's the Illuminati running the country. No, it's Vince McMahon, dude. Dude. I'm telling you right now. I want the puppet master. I want clearance before you scream. (laughs) The Jews are running the country. Dude, I'm going to ask, dude, as the executive producer of said product, dude, you run that one by me before that happens again. Whoa. I didn't need that. Anti-Trump rally tonight, 7 to 11. Uh, and I'm being asked on Twitter if this is inside the confines of Dora, and the answer is yes. Hell yeah, it is. Yes, it is. So you'll have beer and protesting. Get lit. Oh, I never thought about that. That's a great point to bring up. Can't PD going to have a They're going to have their hands full, right? Lamar Sharp going to have his hands full tonight. Just ask all the protesters to be peaceful and your voice can be heard and you can go out there and do your thing. Just try now, not to try not to. You believe very strongly in people's right to protest. We disagree on protest. I kind of view them to be a little bit of uh, of an exercise and I I feel like you know behind most of them a little empty, but you believe strongly in this. Are you planting now again and you're no you're no pro Trump guy. So are you going to swing by this? What's the plan? Then? Yeah, I think it's a uh I don't want to say uh, it's almost a given that I'll I'll make an appearance. I just feel like, you know, as somebody who feels that way, who feels that, you know, Donald Trump shouldn't have been president, I don't think this is going to change. That fact, but yeah, I feel like I should go get myself, you know, as a part of this. Yeah, I'm gonna have to swing by. Like I said, it's walking distance from the house. I, I have a, I have a huge amount of interest. I want to see it. And honest to God, here it'll be interesting to see how many of these people voted. I know I'm not going to be out there taking scientific polls or anything like that. It'll be interesting to see too, like 
All right, Democrats, this is like when you're supposed to be like coming back up. And if there's going to be somebody there like, hey, thank you guys for coming out. Let's make sure you're on the voter registration list. Let's make sure that we have your information in this. You know, if you care enough, right, right. then, yeah, get in line and do the right thing. I agree. People are presenting themselves as, as upset about this. Now's the time to capitalize on it. We have a four pack of tickets for the can't charge game this evening. Yeah, we do. You don't have to go to that Donald Trump protest. Go to the charge game instead. Playing Grand Rapids. Dollar Dog Night tonight at the Civic Center. Tickets start at just 8 bucks. Pick them up at the Civic Center box office or at CantonCharge.com. You're getting a Cavs Championship mini banner this night nice. uh, tonight as well. Nice. But we have a family four-pack of tickets for you right now. Call her 15 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you the charge game. Fantone, the Browns VP of Football Operations, Sashi Brown, has officially has officially given up. Says it's over. He has given up. We'll give you that story next on the Sandsbury Show. There's just a few hours left to bid at bidonakroncanton.com. Save up to 80 and 90%. Bidonakroncanton.com. Bidding ends today at 1 p.m. Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at wrqk.com. Fantone's holding on to a pair of front row seats for the WWE January 20th, 2nd. At the Canton Civic Center, you want in, you have to crack his WWE trivia code. Questions currently locked in the Money in the Bank briefcase. 9.30, they get opened. You gotta climb that ladder. Taking calls at 1-800-243-7625 for front row seats. Now, he has assured me, I don't watch the WWE at all. Have not since like being a, like a young child. And he assured me that I would probably know the answer to two of the questions. Most of them probably would not know. And I think that that's right around where this should be for front row seats. Well, and, you know, you're not a fan, so I don't think you should be able to answer three out of five. This is for fans only, people. That's right. Don't just try to, oh, yeah, maybe I'll win something. I'll call the radio station. Did I win a T-shirt? No. Rock 106.9 doesn't have T-shirts, dummy. So the Browns are in a little bit of disarray. Really? They're not good. Stansberry with the breaking news. Now, I believe that I had said that they would not be good this year and that they would go 0-16 was my prediction. Okay? Now, I'm hearing about reports of heightened tension inside the Berea hallways there. Mm -hmm. So, when your VP of football operations... Sashi Brown tells the Monday morning quarterback this. I don't think Browns fans are going to hear this well. He said, we are not focused on wins and losses this year. (laughs) Sashi Brown said, we are not focused on wins and losses this year. Now, I maintain, I don't think Browns fans are going to hear that well. All right. But I think if you look at the field and look at what they did and look at the team that they put together and put out there this year, that this has been evident, that you're just now hearing voice to thought, right? Yeah, but should you be hearing that from the organization? We can all look at it and say, well, this is, of course, what's going on. And you know, anybody with half a, half a brain knows Being what's happening. Being smacked in the face with it? Yeah. Not but the for, best way to go? I mean, for, for your, your general manager to say that, what, what kind of message does that send to the guys in that locker room? Because- that was my issue. Leave the fans out of it. But... Your boss just said, "Yeah, we don't care if you're if you win. We're not going to cheat. Who cares? There what? are going to be certain guys in that locker room that are going to go. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. 
Now, you may lose your position on the roster if you do that, and you probably should, this and that. But at the end of the day, you've just been told it doesn't matter. Now, it doesn't matter this year. We all know that. But I think sometimes, as a guy who likes transparency, as a guy who likes when people are honest, as a guy who likes when people you know, streamline the BS and give you what you should, I understand how casual sports fans, how an average Browns fan is not going to hear that comment and like it and embrace it. I mean, people are calling for Hughes' head already. Now, I believe his job is safe. We've been told that his job is safe. But you can't believe anything an owner says in pro sports. You can't believe anything a pro owner says. Especially Jimmy Haslam. I mean, all those truckers thought their fuel rebates were going to be safe, too. But that wasn't the case at all. you're on that. That wasn't the case at all. You know, if Jimmy and D both have their hands in the soup right now and are trying to make things happen, I don't even know if it's fair to assume that that Hugh Jackson's job is safe. Uh, of course, you know, anyone else goes 0 16, you're going to be like, I don't know. You weren't able to put together one victory. You weren't able to put together two victories. It's the NFL, dude. Games are decided by like seven points all the time, one score. You know what I mean? One score. And you couldn't. Not only that, backwards your way into it. Not only that, but teams don't go zero and sixteen a lot. Like it's rare. It's happened you know? one other time. D- the Detroit Lions, right? And they won all their preseason games that year. Is that right? Yeah. So you like, were up there for that season, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's no team, and you called it zero and twenty. You know, in the 2016. Cleveland Nobody's Browns, done that, as far as I know. Interesting. Now Twitter saying Dustin tweets and says he just told them it's okay to lose, mm-hmm. and I agree. Mm-hmm. And Marshall had this to say via Twitter. He says. The translation of that comment from Sashi Brown is don't come to our games. There's nothing to see here. And wow, never thought of that. But you're right. That is a little bit of what he's saying. Now, I understand what Sashi's really saying. I'm sure if you go back and look at the whole interview at MondayMorningQuarterback.com, it's we know we can't be focused on wins and losses this year. We have to look at progress. We have to look at, you know, guys and this and that. But. We can't be. Yes, you can. You still have games left on on your schedule. You can't be focused on the playoffs this year. That would be a fine statement. We can't focus on the Super Bowl this year. Okay. We can't focus on wins and losses. We have to be focused on becoming a regular season competitor. You still have games on your schedule. How how can you not say that you're we're not focused on winning? What are you focused on then? What are you focused on? Dude, people want to people want to people want to jump up and down on LeBron and talk about how he sucks. You sat. He's he's sissy. taking a game off, dude. This entire entire team is taking a season off. Matt, we're pissed at LeBron. Wow, wow. You know when you put it through that filter, it wow. does. It sounds crazy. It's that that sounds crazy. LeBron James, a goddamn champion, a champion, the man who brought the championship to Northeast Ohio for, for the first time in fifty plus years. Now, to be fair, God. to be fair, most of the questioning of LeBron James I've seen for sitting games has come from the outside. I think most people now that they got their title went, oh, okay, well, yeah, rest, give us another one. I think most people here are behind Bron. Nationally, I think, is where you're seeing a lot of that questioning of LeBron James. I would think nationally people are probably questioning Sashi Brown, too. I mean, I, obviously, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't watched, and they're probably not going to spend too much time on the Browns because that's a ratings killer. But if you ask those guys, hey, what do you think about a general manager saying wins and losses don't matter this oh, year? Oh, yeah, that's going to pull badly. Yeah, dude, come on. It's going to pull come badly. On. Those national yeah. talking heads aren't down with that. Shouldn't be. God, the Browns suck. <laughs> Awful. All right. We have Pop Evil tickets. They're playing the House of Blues. February, we'll get you hooked up next on Rock 106.9. 
There's just a few hours left to bid at bidonakroncanton.com. Save up to 80 and 90%. Bidonakroncanton.com. Bidding ends today at 1 p.m. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9 will send you to the uh, Pop Evil Show. Up at the House of Blues, February the 14th, just a few minutes. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need to win those. Uh, I want to reiterate this information, which you can find at WRQK.com or our Facebook and Twitter pages, and please share it if you can. Canton, Ohio, cops are looking for our help to locate a 13-year-old missing boy last seen on Wednesday in the 4700 block of Cleveland Avenue Northwest. Cameron Scott Shipley, last seen on Wednesday. He attends Oakwood School in Plain Township. Cameron has sandy blonde hair, brown eyes. He's 5'3", weighs about 140 pounds. Cameron was last seen wearing a black and tan, uh, uh, yeah, black and tan flannel shirt, gray skinny jeans, maroon shoes. He was carrying a green and black Nike bag. He had a long skateboard with him, blue and yellow, on the bottom, uh, featuring a circle with the number nine in the center. If you have any information whatsoever, or if you think that you've seen him, please call Canton Police Department immediately at 330-649-5800. I know a lot of people out there are like, ah, there's no way I'm going to see this kid. And you know what? You're probably right. But if we all take that mindset, we're not going to see this kid. So keep your eyes open, dude. I mean, when you're in a store, when you're in a restaurant, if you see something that just doesn't feel right, and maybe it is that kid, and I don't know, he's acting funny, it doesn't seem like he likes that guy, or whatever the case is, dude, it's better to be... See something, say something. Exactly. That's the best way to go. Exactly. See something, say something. It's just the way it should be. The public genuinely can help police in this we've just ha- we just have to do it. this is where technology is re- can really help us right. and we've seen it do that and i've seen a lot of you uh out there sharing this post from us and retweeting it we appreciate it we'd love to see this kid return safely home that family would love to have that for thanksgiving to be the true to the heart meaning of thankful you two, know two nights that family's been without their child i can't even imagine oh brutal. can't even imagine brutal I have a story here that when I tell you, you would think this came from Florida, but it doesn't. It comes from Youngstown. This has been uh, you know, circulating around for the last couple of days. We're just now getting to it. But it's, uh, this story's gone viral, and it's very Florida-like. You know, Florida-ish. Youngstown and Florida have a lot of similarities. They really do, outside of like the weather and you know palm trees. But other than that, they're pretty much the same place, if you ask me. So an undercover cop arranged a rendezvous with a prostitute. It's a classy prostitute if you're rendezvousing with her. I mean, usually it's like, ah, this cop says he's going to bang out a whore. So they start negotiating terms. Okay. Prostitute says, you should bring me $50 and some nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Now the ad that, you know, I believe this was like a Craigslist thing or bag page thing or whatever. Now, the ad didn't say she wanted nachos, but it came up in their negotiations. Okay. I don't know how it came up. Just somehow or another, it worked its way into the conversation, <laughs> the cop said. <laughs> cop showed up to bu- uh, Buster, did not bring nachos. Son of a bitch. And uh, he was telling me when they did meet, naturally, they have to uh, banter. And she asked three or four times where her nachos were. <laughs> The woman, Crystal Hotlos, 36, was arrested and charged with solicitation and possession of criminal tools. She had a driver with her, identified uh, as Mark Robbins, who was charged with promoting prostitution. At some point during the negotiation, she allegedly drove the price up to 60 bucks, 
and said he would have to bring a vehicle for their exchange since she was having a ride bring her to the appointed location. So this was going to be like a car date. Right. She walked up to the officer's car, asked if he was her date. They talked about nachos. She was was arrested. Okay. Now, I put some thought into this last night, and I'm going to turn this on its head. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to make everybody who was in their car and Fantone who was just laughing at this woman asking for nachos, you're going to go, oh, I didn't think of that. Now I'm incredibly sad, and I feel terrible for her. What if... What if she wanted the nachos because before setting this car date with this undercover cop, she called home and asked her son or daughter, Mommy's almost done with work. What do you want me to bring home? We want nachos, Mom. And Mom, dude, so desperate in life, needs to get nachos from her John, and that's how that kid was going to eat nachos that night. Feel like a dick for laughing now, don't you? No, she just got paid 50 bucks. Stop at Taco Bell and buy your kid some nachos. I don't know if you necessarily want your John bringing you nachos. You don't think there's going to be some roofing all in that cheese? You know what I mean? You think a, you think a guy who's hiring a hooker off a of Backpage isn't going you to drug you? You think a hooker on Backpage thinks about roofies and cheese? <laughs> I can, dude, I can counterbalance that. Dude, I can counter that argument. Um, I do think that this probably is very indicative of this woman is in a very desperate situation, and food Probably, she's probably a food insecure person. I think that's a safe assumption. I'm sure her pimp isn't uh, isn't cutting her enough from the grocery bill there. Um, and I'm sure that this kind of stuff happens with prostitutes on a regular basis, where they try to like, all right, well, if I said fifty, how much further can I push? Bring me some nachos. Bring me a pack of cigarettes. Bring me bring me sixty bucks in a pack of cigarettes and some nachos and a burrito. I'm just telling you, somewhere there's an eight year old in a diaper because that's who this woman is. <laughs> That's who this woman is. He doesn't have clothes. Just eight-year-old diaper, no nachos. Mom's out there turning tricks to give him the finer things in life, which is nachos. Nachos are good, dude. Prostitutes, man. You know, I always say at 50, I'm going to start doing it. But no, I'm not. Not if this is what I'm getting into. I always say at 50, I was like, yeah, I'll start smoking cigarettes again. I'll just go with prostitutes because dating's exhausting. At 50, I keep saying it. At 50, I always say this. I mean 45. And I, uh, but, but I got to tell you, man, I read stories like that. Dude, like if a woman said to me, hey, yeah, meet me. It's 50 bucks. I'll do whatever you want, but bring nachos. I'm going to be like, well, first of all, if you think I'm making a car ride and the nachos are there when I get to wherever you are, you're wrong on that one. Stansberry brings nachos regardless, whether you ask him to or not. Like, that's the thing. Bitch, those are in the car no matter what. <laughs> You know what? That would actually be a great car. Give me, give me, uh, give me three seat. Hold on, give me three seats. Center console bowl, and the rear seat right behind my right arm. That seat, cheese filled. <laughs> I can just reach back and not, dude. I somebody build me a nacho car. The fattest episode of Pimp My Ride ever, dude. Before we build that wall and throw all Mexicans <laughs> out of the country, somebody, I, can I get a nacho mobile? I want a nacho mobile. Come on, Pedro, get on that. All right. We'll send you to Pop Evil, February the 14th, House of Blues. Call our 15 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you that. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. There's just a few hours left to bid at bidonakroncanton.com. Save up to 80 and 90%. Bidonakroncanton.com. Bidding ends today at 1 p.m. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. 
You're getting hooked up with front row seats to the WWE a little later in the program. Fantone's got a trivia session ready to go. The questions are locked in the Money in the Bank briefcase. You might know that New Day rocks, but you oh, might no. need to know how much New Day rocks. Oh, no. Hopefully, we're going to be able to get to talk to uh, Dan Flowers, CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, about Long Haul Against Hunger here shortly on the program. But I wanted to fill you in on this. I'm reading from Ohio.com. A Akron teenager, 15 years old, is now in police custody. And I have to admit, I'm very happy that at my age, that I did not have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram when I was a teenager. I'm so happy about that. Hallelujah. Did so many dumb things. I'm glad they're not documented. I've done plenty of dumb things in my adult life that have been documented via those things. I'm happy that my decision-making at 15 wasn't on display for the whole world. I mean, every, like, stupid note you ever sent a girl, every single time that you, you know, just there's so many dumb things you do as a kid. And, 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 And the darker and the deeper in the closet they are, the better, dude. People have long said about all technology video lives forever and they're right and facebook has that now and there's always been the theory that never write a message that you wouldn't want your mother to read on the front page of the newspaper and all that stuff right so kids now have all these things and it's just a trap i believe for Mm -hmm. for most kids Mm -hmm. right because your decision making just isn't great i mean even for a lot of adults they get caught up in bs on online but you know you're finding out adults are kids you you throw in the fact of like hey i'm 16 and i'm just not good at making decisions you're gonna you're gonna have a bad time now this 15 year old in akron has been arrested on discharging a firearm illegally having weapons illegally and here's what happened he Facebook lived videoed himself firing into an occupied structure, into a home. Jeez. He was discharging a firearm inside city limits. Not supposed to do that. No. He was transported to the Summit County Juvenile Detention Center where he's being held pending court proceedings. In the videos, the teen acknowledged that someone might be home next door before he fires a twenty-two caliber rifle shortly after 7 p.m. This was Wednesday night. Boy lives in about the 1,000 block of Bloomfield Avenue in Akron's Highland Square neighborhood. Um, I'm not all that familiar, to be honest with you. His friends are seen reacting with laughter, emojis after he fires the gun. He then tries to hang a sheet in his window, seemingly to hide that he's the one that was firing the gun. His friends then dare him to fire the gun again, and he does. At one point, he threw the possibly loaded rifle against a wall seemingly to amuse the viewers. I'm reading now from Ohio.com. At another point, he squeezed the trigger while aiming at what he said is a dog outside, but the gun either misfired or wasn't loaded. No one, luckily, injured in this incident, which lasted up until about 9 p.m. Wednesday night. Police recovered a 22 caliber pump-action rifle and a Smith & Wesson M&P 9mm handgun, which he was holding in the videos from the boys' home. Um, and this was written by Nick Glunt over at Ohio.com is uh, where you can read more info on that. Now, like I said, I set this whole thing up saying I don't want, uh, you know, I wouldn't want my decision making at 15, 16, 17 to be on display for the whole world. Right. So we did a similar thing here, my buddies and I, growing up. Now, we're going to swap out real gun for BB gun. Okay. But my buddy lived in an A-frame in Aurora Shores where we grew up. And we were up in his bedroom, and right across his driveway was a, another home, and the, their window was, like, right there. 
and we were shooting out there. And again, I was like 16. I, I would never do this today or anything, but we were shooting out, shooting like the BB gun at their window. Now, that's against the law. It's obviously menacing. You can't do it. You could easily harm somebody. It's foolish. It's dumb. But at 16, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And had we had Facebook video, we would have posted it. We would have. And I mean, let's be real about this. You know, I think it's not too far of a stretch to say that, you know, you really could have been shot to death in that moment where you think you're just shooting out windows. If somebody sees you with a gun pointed at their house, they pull their gun out and shoot you. These days? Well, I mean, I mean right? more I mean, guns than ever, right? Justified, correct? This kid, if, if, right? I mean, I don't feel comfortable answering that without having the full-on knowledge of what is justified or not. I don't know the rule. You, 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 I feel like you're pointing your gun at my house. You feel like you're pointing your gun at you know at a, a domestic. Oh, if you're dwelling. asking me my personal opinion, are you justified? Yes. Legally, I don't know. I haven't taken my CCW class. I will be doing that at Pro Harmon at uh, Cuyahoga Falls. I look forward to uh, gaining that knowledge. I don't have it yet, so I don't feel l- legally. I don't. I don't want to speak to it. But like you're asking me personally, yes. At that point, dude, if you're pointing a gun at me, yes. It just goes to show, I mean, how very real the danger is once you start incorporating guns into things, even if you're just playing around, even if you're goofing around like, dude, if you're doing that in any sort of public fashion, you're asking it shot. Yes. I mean, I would say to you, if this story was somewhere else in the country and somebody had shot back at this kid, I'd be like, well, what do you expect? Right. You're out there holding a gun. Like at some point, somebody's going to look to take you down. So, yeah, you got to talk to your kids about this stuff, man. Make sure that they they know the dangers, A, of weapons that they uh, and guns and that they know the dangers of posting the what they're doing online. Right. Two two layers of stupid right there. Um, everyone needs to have that conversation with their kid about Facebook, Facebook Live. And I'm sure most parents do and kids are dumb and they don't necessarily listen, but have that conversation again tonight. And, and if even, your kid has an interest in, in, in guns and firing a gun, harness that and do it responsibly. Take him to a range. Get him, get him accustomed to it. Don't just leave access to, to guns in your house available for anybody to come grab them and walk outside. Obviously, whoever owned that gun was not a responsible gun owner. There's no debating it because this happened. Ended and up if, in the hands of a 15-year-old. If right. you were a responsible gun owner, that would have never happened. Um, even if you're not a gun owner, you still need to have the conversation with your kids because mm-hmm. when he's like, hey, I'm going over to Dave's Timmy's house. Timmy's house, right, right, yeah. And you go to Dave's house and you start shooting shooting other houses. I mean, you, you do have to have that conversation whether you were, how, regardless how you feel about guns. Yeah, that's um, that's just crazy, man. Like I said, I'm so happy that my, uh, my teenage years were not able to be broadcast live video to the world in the moment. I'm so, so thankful for that. We have $1,000. We want to give it to you with Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. Your next keyword happens next on the Stansberry Show. There's just a few hours left to bid at bidonakroncanton.com. Save up to 80 and 90%. Bidonakroncanton.com. Bidding ends today at 1 p.m. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Just hook somebody up with $1,000. Your next opportunity will be shortly after 10 a.m. with Fishhead this morning on Rock 106.9. We still have those front row WWE tickets. Phantom's going to do a trivia session with you. That's coming up shortly. We're joined, however, right now by Daniel Flowers, CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, who we team up with every year to do Long Haul Against Hunger. This will be my third year doing this. Uh, this show's third year doing it. We, we will be at the Giant Eagle on the Strip, December the 2nd, from 6 a.m. till 7 p.m., 13 hours, taking donations for the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. We were talking off the air, uh, Mr. Flowers, that one of the reasons we love teaming up with you is that you guys, the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, get a phenomenal rating 
from CharityNavigator.com, which is a, like a like a watchdog site for yeah. charities that keeps charities in check, making sure things are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You guys get a four star rating routinely, yeah, and yeah. I believe that leads to a lot of your successes. That people believe in your organization because they know what they're donating is going where it should. I would imagine that that's an that's an extreme uh, point of pride for you, right? It's a point of pride, and I have to tell you that uh, you know we have a fanatical commitment to maintaining the public trust. Um, and, you know, making sure that our operation, our commitment to food safety, our financial decision making, um, and just how we keep the place clean reflects, right. uh, the, you know, the type of operation you'd want. You know, if there's a big challenge, I think, morally to anyone who's in a position, you know, that I'm fortunate to have that people that run, um, nonprofits have because you want to make sure that you're living your life in alignment with the values of the organization. And it is a real challenge to that, that I I think you need to, you have to step up to, you have to right. step up to that um, and, and really work hard to represent the best values of the organization. I'm committed to it. I think the organization's committed to it. And I want to just invite people to come down and check out their food bank, have a tour. You'll yeah. get a chance to see it. Now we've got a fantastic organization. Um, you know, uh, our, uh, we have 85,000 square foot warehouse full of donated food from the grocery industry. And that's what makes this thing work is that uh, the grocery industry donates so much food to us. Every dollar that's contributed makes it so we can provide four meals to people in need. One dollar equals four meals because of the buying power that you have over there, which is amazing. Um, Absolutely. Every year we do this. We already have a box here in our break room um, that's already got some fantastic items in here. Fantone already bought some stuff, put it in there. We're obviously going to bring some stuff with us. Hopefully we'll get another mac and cheese mountain built uh, this year. That was a a wild success last year. That was a wild success. I know some of the things that you you need there. I know peanut butter seems to be like big on the list there because how far it goes and the lasting power it has. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, peanut butter shelf staple food. You know, uh, uh, canned foods, canned soups, beef stew, tuna, macaroni and cheese, all that stuff is yeah. great stuff to drop by. So, you know, if you, um, you know, visit our website, AkronCantonFoodBank.org, you can okay. find out ways that you can get involved. You can make a contribution there. If you need help, if you don't have food today for one reason or the next, I've gone through times in my yeah. life when I didn't. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a shame or anything to call. You can no. call and ask for help. So we want to do that uh, Friday, December 2nd, uh, um, from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to be hanging out at the Strip and also at the Giant Eagle on West Market Street. We'll be at the Giant Eagle on the Strip that day as well. Nice. People can drop off uh, their canned food contributions, come say hi. Yep. Uh, you know, and, uh, and I got to tell you guys, that uh, I'm privileged to be able to talk to a variety of radio stations in this job, but this is the radio station I listen to. I'm a metalhead, and I have been from day one. You oh, walked yeah. right to the door, and he uh, yeah. went right to the door. He was like, what do you think about the new Metallica, There's man? There's too many mids in the guitar mix. And I was like, you know, I got to tell you, you get a little in-depth there. I'll have to listen to more of it and give you my opinion. But I, but I, but I do love metal. I do love rock That's and awesome. roll. And I do love the listeners, the characters that come through. I do, you know what? I think there's something in the crowd, in the, the scene, in I agree. people that... That, uh, I do like to jam. Um, that also is a as a acceptance for one another, uh, is a mutual support for one another. There's a lot of honor and integrity. I think in the metal scene. I think a lot. I think you're absolutely right. And I think part of that is is that there's this misconception out there that. Other radio stations are more hands across America and that rock fans aren't necessarily the, those kind of people. And I think that they're always out to prove, you know what? We're decent, too. Oh, goodness. Just because yeah. we like ACDC doesn't mean we're all going to hell. We're decent, too. You know, you bet. You bet. And so, you know, I've been really impressed with your listeners. I've been really impressed with you guys. 
Well, thanks. You guys. Well, and, thanks. And, and, uh, you're well, now I'm happy we brought you in here. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, this, I, I don't get to come and talk to you guys this very often, so I want to tell you that. I, I've appreciated the stories that you shared about where yeah. you've been, um, your honesty with your listeners, um, and, uh, and I'm really glad to be here again on Metallica's new album release date, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool, too. Dude, how much is James Hetfield paying you, man? No, I, no, I, you know what? How I, much peanut butter did he give you? I worked my way through college as a guitar instructor. Oh, is that right? I did. And, uh, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, Pantera, that was my nice. specialty. And I had nice. 60 students. And we used to do recitals, and we'd get, get bring in a drummer and a bass player, and we'd rock out. So, you know, long before I was food banking, you know, wow. I, was, I was really into this. I didn't know that. It's been a big part of my life, you know. And I've played in church worship teams over the years. Um, you know, as I've gotten older, my son's a fabulous drummer. So, you know, music is a big deal to me, and I wow. really enjoy it. And to see you guys weave um, that together with something else that's come to mean a lot to me, the food bank, makes me really appreciate you guys. That's oh, what wow, I'm trying man. to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, we're happy to be partnered up with you, for sure. I alluded to it earlier in the uh, broadcast. Dan Flowers is kind of a badass. He talks about his uh, his metal days. Uh, I know you're an MMA trainer. I, you know, I've, see, I've seen pictures of you on Facebook. Well, your arms are huge. You're, you're out there hunting all the time, too. You have the so, arms. Uh, are you a hunter? There, there's no denying Dan Flowers. He's he's a bit of a badass. Dude, what's it like to be a man? <laughs> you guys. It's, uh, wow. It's humbling to be here, let me just say. And, 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 and you know, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the giant warehouse up in Akron. Yeah. Um, I drive by it every time I go to the Akron Zoo, and I'm always amazed. I'm like, dude, look at how big that damn Massive. thing is. Yeah. And it really speaks to, you know, you've got a warehouse like that, and, and it really speaks to the reach that the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank is able to do, because I know you have the warehouse. People can go there. Yeah. But you guys also service so many different food banks with uh, throughout the area. Sure. Uh, talk about some of the ones within Stark County that you guys work with yeah, and, sure. and what they do. Okay, so the what we are is kind of a supplier to 500 soup kitchens, homeless shelters, and food pantries around eight counties Jeez. that distribute that food to people in need. Every day, about 50 different charities will come up to our warehouse in Akron, and they'll take between 150,000 and 200,000 pounds of food wow. back to their agency wow. in Stark County, Homes, Medina, Wayne, Carroll, Tuscarawas, all over the region, and they give that food away to about 200,000 people every year. Wow. And so that's that's the operation. This year, we're coming very close to a distribution record of 30 million pounds of food this year. And Stark County specifically, to your question, um, you know, you could think agencies like Refuge of Hope, the Stark County Hunger Task Force is a, is a big one. Um, you know, huh. uh, the North Canton Church of Christ, they have a huge food distribution at that church. Oh, I didn't all, know that. Yeah, and so, and most all of these charities are run exclusively by volunteers um, and, you know, using donated vehicles, handing, giving out food that also is donated. We've got 150 wholesalers and manufacturers and distributors that donate food to us. Um, that's what makes it so a dollar provides four meals. Okay. We're getting all this food donated to I've us. I've been a little curious We're, on that. That's how it works. So so the food gets donated to us. It provides a tax deduction for the donor. Um, we use volunteers to process and sort it. Um, the dollars that you provide just help pay for the operation. It's expensive to have semi-trucks and fork trucks and the things that well, you keeping need. Keeping things refrigerated Absolutely. and all, all so kinds of things. you got to yeah. have this infrastructure to maintain your commitment to food safety. But then volunteers take that food and give it away. It's a beautiful thing. I'm, glad, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm glad you bring up the Sark County Hunger Task Force. And I just want to personally thank you because every Wednesday I volunteer with the Sark County Hunger Task Force, uh, packing bags for kids and making sure that kids in Canton, Maslin, and Perry Township all get food for over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. that's so, awesome. So, you know, I mean, you know, working so closely with that organization and seeing what you guys do for them, I do. I want to personally thank you and your organization well, for thanks. making that a possibility, man. Yeah, you know, I love the Sark County Hunger Task Force. Amy Wise brought a class mm-hmm. act and she 
is a fantastic leader for that organization. Um, you know, it takes it takes every charity in the area to, sure. to make this happen. Um, and so, you know, I, I I really enjoy our partners here in Stark, Stark County, and uh, certainly the contributions that we receive from this make it possible for us to support them. Uh, and the contributions they receive directly are, are really vital to them too. So, you know, there's a lot of charities doing great work, and uh, I really just encourage people to get involved with something that's bigger than yourself. It's the food bank. It's the long You'll feel haul. better. If it's well, the Hunger Task Force, a mental health agency, whatever it is your thing, if you can do something to help other people, that's what you should be doing. I agree. We're talking to uh, the CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, Tan Flowers. I want to tell you what my favorite, we do long haul against hunger with you guys every year. This yeah. will be my third year doing it here at Rock 106.9, Fantone included as well, obviously, in that. I want to tell you my favorite thing that happens, and it's happened every it's happened every time I've done long haul against hunger with you guys. This is my favorite thing about okay. this event. All right, my favorite part of this event is every time somebody comes up with a bag full of food, sets it on the table, says, "Hey, thanks for doing this." Last year, I received food yeah. from the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Since then, I've gotten another job. I'm back on my feet, and I want to redonate back so somebody else in my situation last year gets to eat this year. That blows me away yeah. every time. And Dan, it's happened multiple times For sure. every year. And so you get to see the effect mm. and the fact that it helped somebody and it gave them the motivation. And then they go go back out and get another job. And now they realize how important it is. When you see it come full circle like that, That's it's just, cool. dude, it's been eye opening every time. I absolutely love when that happens. I love it too. You know, there's a saying. Have you ever heard of the saying, uh, like the compassion of the afflicted? No, the, the compassion sorry. of the afflicted. I, I don't know where I picked it up from, but there's this idea that, you know, like if you've had a mental health issue in your life, then you're going to maybe be more motivated and more understanding to people that have had them. Okay. If you've been hungry, you'll be more under motivated, right? Yeah. Um, if someone in your family has gone through something, has a particular disease, but once you've been afflicted with something, you almost inevitably develop you've compassion. You've walked a mile in the shoes. That, yeah, that, yeah. Another way to say it, you know, and, and, and so when you see that and when people, you know what I think I love about that is 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 that that giving back is almost an indicationness of the uh, indication of the openness and the receptiveness in the heart of the person who once needed it to to bring that thing full circle. It's really cool, and it's to proof see, that man. it works. It works. It works. Yeah, and you know what? Most people that come to our food pantries only come once or twice anyway. Right. You know, we might have some people in chronic poverty situations, people with mental health issues, people with you know disabilities who need help all the time. But most people come you know once, twice, maybe three times, and you don't see them again. You know, some people just get a short-term crisis. And, sure. You know, and they don't keep coming back all the time. So, you know, it's cool. It's a bridge, not necessarily a road. And it speaks to yeah. it speaks to how, how close we all are. And, you know, you miss one paycheck, you know, in your household. And all of a sudden, what was like, hey, we're fine. We're food, in, we're food secure. We've got our bills paid. We're okay. Then all of a sudden, your wife loses her job. And it's like, dude, we're not okay. Yeah. I, you know? I say this all the time. I think people have a very misguided construed view of what food insecurity is. I think people go home sometimes and look over at the neighbor's house and see a house, see lights on, see a car in the driveway and go, there's no way those people are hungry. Yeah, they can be. 
They yeah. can absolutely can be. You chances are you get hungry before you get homeless, right? Like For that's sure. how that's what starts to happen. The money starts to dry up, and you might still be. Li- I think people look at people living inside and go, "There's no way they're hungry." When yes, they are. They absolutely are, well, or you can, can be. Yeah, you can you can run out of money to uh, to refill a prescription drug long before sure. your lights go out, right? Yeah, I mean that absolutely. kind of stuff is real. People get tickets sometimes, and if they don't get the have you know, so you have to choose between paying a ticket and eating, right? You know, so you know if you do eat that day, you get a you don't know, pay your ticket, you get a freaking arrested, right? You know, these things are real. These things happen to people's lives. You know, and I always say that, you know, when we distribute food, we do more than cure the hunger that people have. We free up their resources so they can buy their kids shoes, so they can pay their heating bills, so they can refill those prescription drugs and have food too. Wings of a butterfly flap over here, tsunami over here. Right, absolutely. Right. It's, 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 everything's yeah. connected. One of my yeah. favorite things about this event, and I, I think, you know, helping with food security is, you know, I think no matter where you stand politically, and obviously with everything that's happened right. in the past two years, you know, oh, this is the most divided the country's ever been. I think we can all come together on the concept of, well, people deserve to eat. People should should be able to have something to eat. And when you when you talk about the people who are served by the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, we're talking about kids, we're talking about seniors, we're talking about veterans, we're talking about we're talking oh, about vets families. are a big one, I bet. I mean, some of us, these these aren't just, you know, masses of people coming through here. These are individual people with real lives and real stories and to help them out, I mean, it honestly it, it, it's a blessing all around for us. I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, you know, we've had strong support, bipartisan support um, since the day I started doing this work from Republicans and Democrats. Every person from every background can wrap their head around this work. Um, and there is a place in this work for anyone who wants to become involved. If you want to call the food bank or visit AkronCantFoodBank.org, you can sign up to volunteer. We always need help, people to come help us sort food, dry right. food and stuff like that. Sure. You know, if you need help, there's a um, actually I think it's the second most visited link on our website. I think volunteering is the first one, but nice. the That's I need help link is the second. Um, and so we can make referrals to food pantries nearby where people need help um, if they want to come up and have a tour. But uh, I appreciate you guys so Happy much. It. It's been great being here with you today. And um, I look forward to hanging out with you on the 2nd of December for the Long Haul Against Hunger at the Dude, look Giant at Eagle look at Pro. Pro. I don't even have to do it anymore. That's right. Dude, Daniel Sansbury, no, Daniel Flowers. Give him the show. Likes Metallica, feeds the you know, feeds the hungry. I will come down here and sit in with you guys anytime. Anytime I'm ready. Anytime. Excellent. Well, we hope to have you sit in with us on December the second. We'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the strip from six A to seven P, passing out concert tickets and accepting your food donations. Again, Daniel Flowers, CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us this morning. We'll see you in December, buddy. Oh, it was fun. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Yeah, appreciate All it. All right, WWE tickets, front row, up for grabs next on the Sansbury Show. There's just a few hours left to bid at bidonakroncanton.com. Save up to 80 and 90%. Bidonakroncanton.com. Bidding ends today at 1 p.m. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at wrqk.com. The time has come. Fantone's got his trivia questions ready. We have front row seats for the WWE at the Canton Civic Center January the 22nd. This could wipe out something on your Christmas shopping list for sure. Oh, dude, the number one present. If you're giving this to your kid, oh my God, step day out of the year. I'm telling you. So the number you need to call in to take part of the trivia session is 1-800-243-7625. We're going to give you a few minutes to do that now. Put the first three callers on hold. That's and right. And we go from there. And then we go from there. We'll put the first three on hold and we'll see where we go from there. We'll get through this Motley crew now, 
and then crown a winner for front row seats at the WWE January 22nd at the Canton Civic Center on the Stansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We have front row seats for the WWE January the 22nd. Canton Civic Center. The road to WrestleMania! There it is. Oh, dude, I'm so pumped. There it is. So dude, pumped. Honestly, I, I, dude, I wish I could leave right now. Monday Night Raw! <laughs> we, have, we have front row seats. We're going to give them away. And so we have three people on the phone right now. And the way this works, now look, first person to get three out of five right wins. Fantone's got an excellent list of questions. He assures me that they're tough. I don't know anything about this stuff, so I'm gonna uh, we're gonna leave this primarily up to him. <laughs> yeah, I got you guys covered. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, Fantone's got all the nerd stuff covered. All right, so online one is Brett. Brett, are you there, my man? Yes, I am. Brett, are you uh, are you confident that you can get three out of five questions right? Yes. Yes, I'm really confident. I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan. I am actually the same year as WrestleMania. Is that right? So, same with me. Same yes. with me. Came out the same yes. year. We don't need yes. all three of you, to be honest with you. All right. <laughs> so, Brett, if you, win, if you win front row tickets, who are you taking with you? Um, I'm either going to take an ex-girlfriend of mine or uh, a friend of mine that, that is a driver and driving instructor. Do not take your ex-girlfriend, Brett. She, she, whatever no, she, uh, well, yeah, what, I probably won't because... Yeah, we're we're not doing too too well. Yeah, so. and, and WWE isn't going to be the thing that brings your ex girlfriend back. I've tried that move before. We're like, <laughs> babe, listen, I know you cheated on me and you skeezed it out, but listen, I still like John Cena. You should come. It's going to be fun. She's not coming back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, and wow, I'm not Brett. a John Cena fan either. <laughs> wow, Brett, I hope you win now that we just told you that you're a loser and your girlfriend's not coming back to you. All right. <laughs> for front row seats for the WWE January the 22nd. Fantone has his questions. He shall start now. Uh, Brett, uh, who kicked uh, Marty Jannetty through the barber window, the barbershop window? Shawn Michaels. Heartbreak kid right there. That was the breakup of the Rockers. Correct. You know? It was a... Uh, yes. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a sad... Actually, t- actually, according to Bobby the Brain Heenan, he threw himself through the window. Wow. Actually. Brett, I totally remember that. <laughs> he threw himself through the window. Uh, Brett, let's move things into a more modern era. Who did John Cena fight in his debut match of WWE? Kurt Angle. Jeez. Kurt Angle for correct answer number two. We might be one and done like a Calipari basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's things make things a little bit more challenging here. Uh, Brett, who is the only member of the WWE Hall of Fame who has been inducted twice? Only inducted twice. The man, Ric Flair. Oh, my God. Is that right? 100% correct there, Brett. Three in a row. Brett, you're, you're three for three. Uh, Brett, I just want to see if you're going to get these other yeah. ones right. Who did the Ultimate Warrior beat for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam 88? Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, you would have been wrong there. That was the honky tonk man. Oh, that was oh, the- oh, it was. I forgot. It was the thirty second match. Yeah, it was the close. It was, oh. it, was, it was. It was a record setting match. But dude, the fact that you got three right, I mean, you know, doesn't really matter that you got that one wrong, <laughs> homie. Three for three. Brett, call the ex girlfriend. Tell her. And now here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. You give her the list of dirty things she must do at the end of the night, or she doesn't get the ticket. You negotiate up well, front, she, Brett. And she's my baby's mama. So I kind of like uh. have to like, you know, itch it there. Be like, hey, I know that hold we're kind of broken up and we're fighting, but hey, want to oh, go oh, WWE front row? 
So you so so let me get this straight. She's your baby's mama, so you're gonna take her, not the kid. <laughs> oh, that is true. I uh, I love it. But All she's right, three, Brett. but she's three. She's going through potty training. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. She she she's smart enough to go to the bathroom, but she won't tell you. Yeah, a little uh, little too young yet for the WWE. All right, Brett, we're gonna yeah. put you on hold. We're gonna collect all your information, and we're gonna send you front row to the uh, Camp Civic oh, Center right. uh, for the for the <laughs> WWE. Excited, hold on one second. All right, uh, I'm dude. Twitter already in in a firestorm at me. This is BS. I don't know how this happened. Blah blah blah. Look, I apologize. We had one set of front row tickets. Man. This is the way we decided to do the contest. Took the calls at random. Brett happened to call. All in, put them on hold, three for three there. What are we upset with Brett about? I mean, dude, this is WWE fan, there's no denying had the that. Knowledge. Had the knowledge, was 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 ready with the answer, and was ready with the quick phone call, dude. Quit being haters. All right, we need some time to uh, get his information, get him his tickets. We'll do that now. Come back, close out the program for you next on Rock 106.9. There's just a few hours left to bid at bidonakroncanton.com. Save up to 80 and 90%. Bidonakroncanton.com. Bidding ends today at 1 p.m. 106.9. If you thought that A's was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. <laughs> oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. My katana. Could also be lots of other people. It also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? Massively cheesy, hugely gooey, craft easy mac. He's got a burning in his butthole. He's got a fire. He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. Because that was the kind of music they used to, to you know, summon demons. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. It's a Jay Pepe's. You know I'm in the room, chilling, kicking like I usually do. Drinking, and somebody shot right through my back window, hit me in the chest, and I'm like, "There's a dirty little secret." Danny's got something in his pants. If you smell what the rock is cooking, and I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. What are you eating, Easy Mac? The truth of the matter is. You were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. They gonna make you slap somebody. Oh, he finished. Oh, yeah. He finna light off on her, bro. Like, really? Um, I'm sorry, but they better check themselves before they wreck themselves. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. Jeez. Welcome back to the Sanford <laughs> Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. Get $1,000 shortly after 10 a.m. with Fishhead. This is the last day for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. I want to uh, congratulate Brett, who's going to sit front row, WWE, January 22nd, at the Civic Center. Facebook, Twitter already, Dustin tweeted me, Brett's not my winner. Hashtag not my winner. <laughs> so funny. That's hilarious. I know a lot of people are pissed that Brett was like the first one out and got it. But, dude, I honestly thought. I was like, well, I'm going to trip him up on one of these. And no, he uh, no, he, he knew had his it. stuff. He had the stuff down. He did. He knew the things. I want to thank uh, CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, Daniel Flowers, for stopping by, uh, talking about Long Haul Against Hunger on December the 2nd with us. I think we uh, I think we, need to, we made a new friend of the show. I feel like Dan Flowers, great interview, obviously a great guy. Like, dude, we got to have him in more often. Good dude. Good dude. 
December 2nd, we'll do Long Haul Against Hunger up at the Strip uh, at the Giant Eagle from 6A to 7P there. 13-hour broadcast. You bring some food. We give you some concert tickets. Works out perfectly for everyone. I want to pass out this information one more time before we get out of here for the day. It's available for you at WRQK.com. It's also on our Facebook and Twitter pages. It's been shared by a bunch of you. It's been retweeted by a bunch of you. We appreciate that. But Canton police are looking for uh, some help finding a 13-year-old boy who was last seen on Wednesday in the 4700 block of Cleveland Avenue Northwest. Cameron Scott Shipley is his name. He goes to Oakwood School in Plain Township. He stands 5'3", weighs 140 pounds. He has sandy blonde hair, brown eyes, was wearing a black and tan flannel shirt, skinny jeans that were gray from what I've been told, maroon shoes. He was also seen with a skateboard, longboard, blue and yellow, bottom featuring the number nine in a circle. Anybody with any info, call Canton Police Department, 330 649 5,800. You know, all morning we've been talking about that, and I've said multiple times, like, I just can't imagine what his family's going through, and I stand by that. You know, it's terrible, but I just kind of now thought about it, but, like, imagine what his friends are going through. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if if you were one of his classmates, and all of a sudden he's not there, you hear about this on the news, or you hear about us talking about it on the show, and all of a sudden it's like, well, how safe am I? Am I going to get, you know, and it just just terrible. A lot of tough questions being asked Um, So keep your eyes open. Canton, Stark County, and beyond. Just keep an eye out for this kid, and let's get him home. Yeah, absolutely. Info, if you missed it, online at WRQK.com or our Facebook or Twitter pages. Buddy, weekend's here. Yeah, it is. What are the plans? Give me the plans. Give me Uh, uh, me the rundown. You know, there's a Trump rally tonight or the anti-Trump rally yeah. tonight. I feel like I should probably at least poke my head in there. I know there's a Canton Charge game. That's going right on down tonight. Market Square, right? Right. Yeah. On Market Square, Canton Charge game tonight. I will uh, probably be in attendance there as well. Uh, tomorrow, I, uh, I'm i not 100% sure, but I think my girlfriend's going to want to be like, oh, it's fall. We should make hand turkeys and let's get a fall-scented candle and drink a you know a, 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 a pumpkin spice mocha or something. So I think I'm going to be stuck with like the leaves and stuff tomorrow. What do you oh, got going on? Oh, oh, What's your story, uh, dude? I got I got a weekend full of Stansberry stuff. Okay, I got I do I uh, I'm meeting a couple of buddies a little later this afternoon. Going to play okay. a little golf, a little late afternoon golf. Um, and then this evening I'm going to stop by that anti-Trump rally as well. I th- like I said, it's walkable from my house, Market Square. I feel like I'd be crazy not to just walk down there and see what's happening. Plus, right. like the, the guy tweeted and said Dora. You know what I mean? So right. I'll have a nice IPA, watch people go crazy about Trump. Do that. Then tomorrow night I'm gonna I'm gonna head out to back to the golf course. The Pines out there has thunderstruck. Oh yeah, the area's best ACDC tribute oh, band. Oh yeah, at the Pines tomorrow night. So friends with all those guys out there. Uh, I've seen Thunderstruck before. They are actually really, really good. They're really good at it. So I'm gonna head out there. Does the guitar player do like the little schoolboy uniform? You get it all. He does a little shuffle dude, or the Thunder, dance. Dude, Thunderstruck gives it all to you. And they're going to give it all to you tomorrow night out there in Orville at the Pines. Stansberry going to be giving it all to a bartender out there. I so hope let's, to. Let's, let's be real about you know what's what? happening. Your boys. lips, God's ears, kid. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's That's where the show shall end. We're done for the week. Short one next week, just the three days there, holiday, right around the corner. Hallelujah. We are done for the day. Back at it live for you Monday morning on Rock 106.9. You guys have an awesome weekend. See you.
There's just a few hours left to bid at bidonakroncanton.com. Save up to 80 and 90%. Bid on Bidding ends today at 1 p.m.